0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Kane is in the building.
2: Hollywood Code, I'm with Molly G, bro. Flying Holly chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slumdog millionaire Bollywood flowing uh. My real friends never it from me. Fake friends write the wrong answers on the mirror for me. That's why i pick and shoes. I don't get you confused. I got a small circle. I'm not with different crews. We walk the same path, but got on different shoes. Live in the same building, but we got different views. I got a couple cars I never get to use. Don't like my women single. I like my chicks and shoes. And these days.
3: A good good afternoon everybody. I'm Rich Elvin and It's time now for an all-new Southern Sports Central, coming to you like in the factory sports and fitness training studios here in Somerville, South Carolina on a beautiful Sunday, hot summer day here again in the Carolinas. I'm going to bring him in with me now. Eugene Benton, of course, uh, has been in the state of Tennessee, just got back about an hour ago. Of course, uh, took a bunch of uh, a bunch of kickers there uh, to do uh, what they do best, and that is uh, kick the uh, the ball around there and do some big things. Of course, We'll get an update from uh, Eugene here in just a few minutes, but we have got a great list of uh, not only athletes, but some trainers, some coaches, and even Kevin Bilodeau is going to join us at 6.30. But that starts it off here at 6.30 with Kevin Bilodeau from wi fi Sports. Then at 7 o'clock, we'll head down, of course, to the creek, Goose Creek's very own wide receiver, committed this past week to Coastal Carolina. That is going to be Mal Taylor. He'll join us. He is the Class of 2021 uh, he'll come in here around 7 o'clock. And then Hayden Vasquez, a quarterback over at Sumter High School, the Gamecocks, uh, well-represented uh, with a lot of talent year in, year out at 5A football. He also is part of the class of 2021. And uh, we'll have a conversation with uh, Hayden around 730. And then at eight o'clock, 8 o'clock, we go back down to Beaufort, South Carolina, with uh, Mr. Darrell the, the pass. He'll hang out with us. He's a defensive back, the class of 2023. And a lot expected out of this young man is he's going to be coming up and uh, doing some big things down there in the lower side of the low country. And then at 8.15, the Mentor, who's got a lot of these guys together from the Buford area. And, of course, we got Wells Branch who's going to be joining us this coming week. And uh, with the help of uh, a Mentor and a coach down there, uh, Coach Christopher Danzer will join us as he has his own group and his own, uh, I would say, umbrella with the Extra Mile Club of the low country. As he'll join us at 8.15. Now, we will have Ramon Robinson. He was supposed to get in here at 6 o'clock, but he's going to move it to 7.30. He's actually doing the one thing that he does best, and that's training some quarterbacks around the great state of South Carolina. So, I'll go ahead and bring in a guy that trains the kickers with the Carolina Academy Kicking Academy. Uh, Coach Benton, what's up, buddy?
4: Hey, Rich. How you doing, man? It's uh, great to be back. Uh, you know, it was a heck of a road trip. The guys perform well. Um, you know, and, and To give a shout-out, there's actually a long snapper who competed. It was a a specialist camp, uh, Oceanside 2022. uh, Zach Champagne actually finished fifth in the nation uh, in in the uh, competition phase after all the charting and and all the targets were hit. Uh, He qualified for the um, finals competition, ended up in fifth in the nation. So, big shout-out to Zach. It was so hard to catch up with everybody. I was trying to – catch up with uh, Hugo Taylor over at James Island. I finally got some stats uh, posted for him. I went back last night and there was a little lightning delay, and uh, those guys ended up finishing late. But, you know, it was was a little bit of a challenge to try to cover everybody. Um, You know, I wanted to get some shots of Trevor, and and you and I talked to Trevor Weldon down from Hilton Head Prep. Um, He's supposed to be sending me his final stats. The reason why it was kind of a challenge was um, obviously with the COVID precautions in place. You know, once you kind of locked in with the group, they really didn't want uh, folks running around from group to group. But uh, I tried to do my best and caught up with guys at the hotel or caught up with them when I saw them out to eat or, uh, you know, to and from the field, things like that. But, um, you know, we'll be able to share some stats and things like that for some other guys throughout the state. I met the um, east side up in uh, Taylor, South Carolina, talked to his dad. Uh, for a little bit and met that young man. He was in the punting competition. He also plays receiver. Uh, And actually, you know, he's going to come by the table on um, Saturday up at the Carolina Exposure event up in Charlotte. So uh, you'll get to meet that young man as well. He does good things. And, you know, his father's a coach on that staff. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to a big thing out of him. He's actually listed in the top 500 as an athlete um, in the nation. And uh, so looking forward to you know, getting some time to sit at the table and talk to him after his competition or before competition this Saturday. But, um, you know, huge shout-out to the guys that I trained personally uh, and and a couple of former players. of uh, Ben Flesh over at Forest Baptist uh, put up some big numbers and did a great job in field goals and kickoff, you know. And then uh, Coleman Franzone, my rising freshman that I trained, he's over at Oceanside. Uh, he finished in the top four or five, top three, in field goals, kickoff, and punting in 2024 class in the nation. You know, he started out with a lofty ranking of one. He's now currently ranked number two punter in the nation, uh, about four or five in the kicker, kickoff, field goal in the nation. But, you know, after the numbers he put up, he, he should get a little bump back up to the top three. Uh, for his class, you know, he hit some 49-50 yarders, hit three of those. Uh, started really well, but seven of ten, seven of ten, and seven of ten. So he showed some great consistency consistency in field goals hit a few touchbacks and his kickoff and then you know uh, Ben Scott he's a rising sophomore punter he uh, transferred from Oceanside over to Beckham um, you know it's nothing to do with Oceanside per se it's just uh, he has a family member that's going to be an administrator there and it's real close to home and you know I really love his parents and love that kid man he hit I put a bomb punt that he hit out on, uh, on our Twitter feed man they just seem to hang up there forever and crash down in the end zone so that was a that was a moonshot out of that young man you know looking forward to big things him I think he's currently ranked about five or six in the nation for sophomore current rising sophomore punters and then of course Spencer McKinley he's a rising junior at Oceanside his kickoff uh, he had a long ball of 69 yards you know with a couple of 68 66 65 but that that 69 was a heck of a shot and then of course uh, everybody. A lot of folks saw what he did in the field goal competition, you know, his first starting session, he didn't go as you like, you know, he had to play some wind and, and some things like that and you know, hit some, miss some, missed two by a hair. I mean it was it was so close on those and then you know, he kinda shook it off and came back and then uh last night he hit that fifty nine yard field goal. It was a moonshot that uh crossed dead center of the post and uh I know his high school head coach is pretty pumped, as well as some other people. It, it kind of got some cheers from the crowd. There were some competitor parents who just came over to his dad and was just like, congratulations, man. You know, that thing seemed to hang up there, and when it crossed over the bar, it was a uh, was a heck of a moment for that young man. he has been close, 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 you know, right down the middle. Some seemed to hit the bar, some a little shy of it, and, you know, sure enough, he finally just – you know, he just kept working at it. And it finally crossed over the bar at 59 yards. And then uh, came back today, you know, and, and hit everything he could except for the two 59-yarders. But, it, you know, it's kind of hard to hit, though, especially in high heat, high humidity. The ball kind of gets up in the air, it's heavier air. But, you know, both times today he just came up about a yard or so short, which would, it would have been good for about 55, 56, 57, somewhere around there. But, you know, a heck of a job by these young men to go out and compete. You know, they got up there Friday. They started kicking, you know, at the field at 6.30 on Saturday morning. Started kicking, kick, kick, kick all day. You know, went and grabbed a bite to eat. Came back, kicked some more. Got in the hotel. We put them in um, some Epsom salt baths and ice baths and things like that. Stretched them out really well. Fed them, put them to bed, you know, back at 7 o'clock this morning in the room for some stretching and some bands exercises, you know, some kind of strength things. And then back on the field, kicking today. Finished up about, I want to say, about 11.30. So, um. We're waiting on today's stats to get out, but you know they they did they all perform really well um, today uh, to go on top of some performance over the weekend. And you know I'm still waiting on uh, Trevor Weldon down at Hilton Head Prep. He's supposed to send me his stats. He was in a group uh, kind of next to ours, so like I said, just it's just kind of hard to track everybody because they wanted to keep people kind of in in certain groups and not mingle too much. Um, you know, just trying to keep everybody safe as possible. And then of course uh, Henry Bates down in uh, Georgia. He trains with us in the Columbia Division. Uh, he's a talented kid. He's a rising junior that already kicks off the ground and hits some pretty good shots. And, uh, you know, he was in the group with Spencer. which is just kind of hard because I was trying to help the Cole staff, you know, so kids didn't have to uh, fetch balls as much and, and get them back through the post so the kids can take their shots and not try to grab each other's balls and handle the things and throw them back to each other. It was kind of, like I said, everybody's just trying to keep, safe as possible and let these kids compete. You know, the one opportunity these kids got to compete this summer for colleges, there was no college camps. So um, every kick at this camp was filmed and will be sent to every college in America. That's Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, and NAIA. So essentially, this was their time to shine. This was their college camps all wrapped up in one. It was about 620 kids from around the country. And, uh, you know, I want to say that the guys that I trained finished You know, really, really well. They put on a great showing. Uh, A lot of people were pleased. I think that's going to put them in a good uh, spot when it comes to college recruiting, and I know they put in the work and looking forward to the uh, high school season. You know, I think they're prepared. They're ready to go. Uh, We'll see how it happens, you know, if we hopefully get to kick these games off and play some football. Uh, You know, get those live reps. Sometimes, you know, that's what counts. You get in that film, get those live reps, you know, snaps, holds, and kicks with people blocking and people trying to, to block for you and people trying to block you, you know the people in the stands. That's always a, a a tricky situation. You never can bet on weather. So, um, you know we'll we'll just continue to get these guys ready and turn them over to their high school coaches. And when the season starts, and you know hopefully get out and cover these games and, and see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to a big season out of all these guys as well as some other talented players throughout the state. There were some. You know I saw a, a kid from Myrtle Beach he was competing there. I didn't get to catch up to get his stats yet, but like I said, I sent out messages to all of them and said, hey guys, you know, when you get your charts done from today and get those stats in, send them to me so we can get those things posted, you know, and share what you've done and what you've worked to accomplish. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe who knows, you know, get them some attention at the next level, but it was a great opportunity, man. You, You don't get many opportunities to compete. You know, if you're a high school kicker, you only get about three or four of these and you're done. You know, this is, you get four opportunities to compete head to head against every guy in the nation that's a qualifier for this event. Like I said, there were 620 guys there, and uh, the guys that that I train and work with or have coached in the past, you all did really well in front of all those guys. You know, it was good safe travel, some pretty good weather. It got a little hot, but you know that's that's football. But um, glad to be home a little bit, but I'm already missing those mountains, man. It's a uh, a great atmosphere it's kind of a happy place for me i love the update i love the mountains i love the views uh you know you never know what happens maybe we're going to the field yesterday morning and sure enough a black bear crosses right in front of us <laughs> you don't really you don't really get that uh that type of excitement down here and um but yeah it, it was great it was a great opportunity for these kids and uh like i said I, i'm really looking forward to hopefully we get to play some real football this this season with some helmets and pads and and things like that, and uh, I know the guys are, are looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Gene, yeah, Eugene went down to Tennessee covering it for Southern Sports Central, also has his kicking academy there. Uh, he hosts a, a, a ton of great athletes, and it's a rarity for these young men and women because there's, there's guys and girls kicking this thing around. Uh, you know, when it comes to Friday nights, I've seen them uh, over in, of course, West Ashley. I've seen a female kicker come out of the locker room and, and, and basically. Kick one right through the uprights and, and took down the green wave back in uh, Coach McKissick days. But I also was part of the team uh, with them over in Woodland last year where they've got a female kicker. So, again, these young ladies are doing the things that the young men are doing, and some of them are doing it better. But uh, this past weekend, I want to tip the cap to the Coles kicking camps. Uh, they're the Americans leading in kicking, punting, snapping, chosen by the top NFL co high school specialists for training, exposure, their rank for the ESPN, and selection for the All-American game. You can follow him over there on the World Wide Web on Twitter at K-O-H-L-S-K-I-C-K-I-N-G. That's close kicking on Twitter. Eugene, of course, works a lot with these guys here locally all throughout the state and all throughout the country. Uh, on behalf of us, Eugene, I'm glad not only that you are able to represent us in style, but also get back safe. And, uh, again, you, you talk about these camps, and we're going to talk about another camp coming up on the 31st that we're going to be broadcasting live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's going to be uh, one heck of a time. Uh, we're excited about that. That's one thing that actually we're going to have in here. Ramon Robinson is going to join us around seven thirty. He is the founder of Elite Position uh, Quarterback Training over there at EPT Pre Elite Quarterback Academy. He's actually that's what he's doing right now, so I couldn't come in at six. But uh, he's one of the many great guys that are going to be out there on the thirty first. But before we talk about them, you know, kickers don't get as much love as any other position. I mean, it's the one they expect you to nail it every time you've got the shortest amount of time to get ready, to get up there, to snap and kick it, if it's good or not, and uh, you kind of live in that 30-second window, right, Eugene? I mean, you guys don't get a whole lot of redos unless somebody jumps off sides or somebody tries to freeze the kicker. But real quick, without it being too long-winded, brother, when you talk about freezing the kicker, and we've seen this forever and ever. I mean, this is something that you've seen coaches do since I've watched the game of football. How, how effective is it for, for a, a coach to call a timeout right before they snap the ball?
4: It's actually pretty effective um, in some senses because the guy gets out there and they they jog out there, they get their point of reference and they're ready to go kick the ball. They line their feet up, you know, something that they just rehearse over and over and over and over again. Um, and as soon as they get back into that stance and they get up and they cock their, you know, if they're right footed kicker, they cock that left foot, someone calls timeout, you know, they've just mentally prepared to make that kick and go right then. And so when that happens and they got this break, you know, it gets in their head. They start overthinking. They start thinking about their feet, you know, their point of reference. You know, did the wind change or this. So, it's basically just a get-in-their-head thing. But, you know, you're right. You know, every time a kicker steps on the field, they kick off, you expect a touchback. Field goal, you expect to go through the uprights. You know, a quarterback can go 67% on uh, pass completions, and you think, man, that guy's really good. You know, if a kicker's not 100%, you think, man, that guy's a bum. We need, You know, our coach needs to find a new guy. So, uh, you know, <laughs> It's a challenging position, and it's uh, the hardest one to get recruited at the next level. That uh, They say quarterback and kicker are the two hardest ones to get recruited at the next level. So, um, you know, it, it is a tricky thing, and a lot of it has to do with athleticism. A lot of it has to do with the mental game. So I actually train both. I actually work on the mental game of that. And, um, you know, we practice that, resetting your steps. Actually, Spencer uh, reset his steps right before he hit that 59-yarder. Um, and that was just something that we did to him, and he pushed it through. And, and I kind of, one of those things, man, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, um, you know, it's definitely an effective thing just because it gets in those guys' heads and makes them question what they're about to do. And then once you can open that window and get in his head, you know, some, some coaches believe that knocks them out. Uh, and and for, I will say this, though, uh, as far as getting in the heads, you know, we do practice that. We do practice, you know, the whole team surrounding these guys when we go to the field goal competition to decide, you know, who our starter's going to be. We actually bring in the whole team around those guys. And we have them kind of circled around the kicker and the holder and things like that. There's guys yelling and saying things and blowing whistles and whatever and, and things like that. And sometimes I pull jerseys, sometimes I pull at them and, and kind of throw a little dirt at their feet, stuff like that, to just kind of rattle those guys. Because you know, my theory is, if you can hit a ball through the uprights and over that bar with a hundred dudes yelling in your ear, you should be able to do it when a thousand people are a hundred feet away. So, if you got a hundred people right. five feet away, or you got a thousand people a hundred feet away, you, know, you should be able to perform under both. And uh, that's a little bit of some of the tricks that I do to get these guys ready, you know, for that type of a uh, stressful situation.
3: I can tell you what, the, uh, the state of Tennessee, uh, definitely enjoyed having uh, you guys up there. I can only imagine for the economically uh, stability part portion of that. And, again, then, then I saw a lot of traction on social media between uh, the Twitter account that I just shared with you guys with the, uh, the, the actual gentleman that hosted this event, but also just in general. A lot of people tagged us. A lot of people inboxed us there just letting us know they were there on the property doing their thing at this camp. And uh, on behalf of all of us, you guys, hey, great work. Way to put in the work. And trust me. You know, it's going to come back to you. you got to travel sometimes and get what you got to get. But, uh, again, uh, the views seem to be beautiful. I saw a lot of those as well. So uh, not only did you get a chance to put in some work, you got a chance to kind of get out and stretch your arms and and see some things you maybe haven't seen because of the COVID-19 situation we're in. Uh, Coming up on Friday, the 31st, uh, we will be in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the Carolina Extreme Experience, excuse me, um, showcase. This is going to be a really big deal. I can tell you that they're about to that point to where they're going to cap this thing. They've had a, a tremendous turnaround and turnout uh, of athletes from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia, probably Tennessee, because, again, it's, it's not that far away from Charlotte. And I can only uh, tell you this. If you don't get in there today, I can't promise you there's going to be a position available for you tomorrow. So if you're listening also and you're wondering why you haven't seen an email yet, where, where and how and all that stuff, it's coming. What they're going to do is they're going to bring you guys in, by position. Again, so if you're a quarterback, you'll come in with the quarterbacks, so on and so forth on that position that you are going to come in and work at. So uh, they're just trying to get all the numbers where they need them. Then they'll delegate the times where they need it. And then, of course, we'll see you guys there on the field on Friday. We're going to be broadcasting live throughout the show or throughout the, uh, the, camp, the combine, the camp. So stop by and say hello to us. If you're a parent, definitely uh, reach out to us. We'd love to put a, a, a face with a, a social media contact that we have with here. Just thank you for listening and supporting us here on the air. We're also going to be heading, by the way, to Atlanta. Yeah, We're heading to Atlanta in August. We're going to be going uh, to the Affinity Football Camp, which is the same one that you saw here in Columbia. They're going to redo um, another one, or have another one up there in Atlanta on the 8th and 9th. That's going to be a Saturday and a Sunday in uh, the ATL. We'll be broadcasting live on both Saturday and Sunday for that one as well. So a lot happening. Here's the reason why that I think you guys need to be active and you need to be at these camps, be it the kicking camps or the other productive camps that are out there. I get that the commissioner and the president and everybody else in the high school league said that this is the date that we're starting, but I'm pretty sure that they don't have that crystal ball sitting in their living room. If they did, then we would probably be in in a lot of other positions better than we are today. And here's the thing. Everybody thought the heat was going to kill this thing. Everybody thought this was going to kill this thing. And at this time, We're still seeing the numbers still rise. And, again, it it could be whatever it's going to be, but the governor of South Carolina, the one who runs this state, said that if we do not get control of the numbers, he will shut down football in the fall. I have yet to see the increase or the decrease, excuse me, the decrease in the numbers. So that only tells you one thing. You have got to prepare yourself for what might be, right? You've got to prepare yourself for what might not happen come September, which would be a season. And, and, And let's put this in perspective, right? I think they said that they, the practices will start heavy around mid-August. You'll start playing some football sometime around September. Do the math, guys. That, that's a pretty quick turnaround. And every coach I've talked to, and I've talked to over 200 coaches in the last four days, not one of them feels comfortable, 100% at least, about getting into the, uh, getting into the, the number games of do we have enough time, Do we have enough uh, – is it enough time to get these kids conditioned uh, into this right frame of mind? And then look at the NFL. The NFL is on the same level right now. You've got some of the big heavy hitters. Russell Wilson having this conversation. Tom Brady having this conversation. One of the top guys with the Texans having a conversation about, hey, look, wait a minute, I get we want to play football, but I don't feel comfortable with what we've got put in place. So if the guys on the NFL aren't feeling good about it, You think the guys in the high school ranks are feeling good about it? Because at least in the NFL, they can put them in hotels and they can isolate them and they can put them in this quote-unquote bubble. And they can even create, like the NBA has created, the NBA, uh, the bubble hotline where guys can rat each other out and that kind of crazy stuff, which that's pretty interesting in itself. That's not the case here in high school. And, again, I'm still – I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy, but I am going to be, you know, reality richie here and tell you that when it's all put together, I just don't see it. Happening where it doesn't stop in the middle of a 7 gate stretch, and that's why I didn't understand why everybody was so anti what we're doing in January. Now, again, I, I know Tim that was at the kicking camp with you. He and I had a long conversation on Friday. I get his kidneys, film. I understand that, but I also understand he's a junior. Okay, for the seniors, they, they, look, they, they're they're the guys that I feel the most I feel I feel the most open-hearted with right now because of the senior season that they're having. But we are in unprecedented times, which is going to be unprecedented situation measures, and we're going to have to put things in a little different scenario. So for me, I don't like the start and the stop, and I don't like the, the, what we have going in this system right now. Because, again, we're, we're talking about these kids, and if they're mentally not there and they're physically not there, then it's going to be quite an interesting kickoff to seasons and, and so on and so forth. And here's the other part that I hear from multiple coaches there's 12 coaches or 12 schools that haven't stopped practicing and there's a few counties that haven't stopped practicing but everybody else in the great state of south carolina has been sitting on their hands and knees As a matter of fact i found out over the weekend that there's some high schools that never ever got a chance to get out there and start to practice when when the green light went because the county stopped them prior because of their location and them being in a hot spot so it's not an even playing field these are not the same and and, and that to me it does bother me because I feel like it gives an edge. It, it sure gives an edge. But I don't get mad at the coaches that are still coaching, the, the 12 uh, the 12 charter schools that are still getting after it week in and week out. I, hey, look, I'd be practicing too. Unless you stop me, I'm not stopping. Why would I? Why would I? Because not only can I keep practicing, but I also can keep an eye on my kids, and I can be that modal, uh, that, that, that motivation, if you will. I'm making sure what they're doing. I'm making sure where they're going. I'm having this – Opportunity to mentor them through this really crazy time in this era right now. And again, schools it looks like are going to be pushed back into September, has these kids going all the way into June, right? Into June, I think, is when some of the schools are going to get out. That's a long time. So for the baseball dads, and I get it, okay, you don't like that schedule, then, then let's take a chance and we'll leave you guys in the, in the spring, right? You guys, we're going to be playing baseball until, until June anyway. So if it's really that's the deal, then that's the deal. There just won't be any baseball in, 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 in that fall one, right? But I still think that's something that they need to honestly look at here today. And again, we'll kind of get into some of that as Kevin Billidoux is going to join us here coming out of this break at 630. He's with LiveBox Sports. He also covers things for CBS Sports here in Charleston. And he's got a few opinions. He's got a few things that I know he wants to get into. Of course, uh, you know, Clemson and the ACC, they've got a game plan. The SEC, they've got theirs. The Power Five has theirs. Meanwhile, The MIAC and some of the other guys, right? These guys are like, nope, not playing, not happening. That's going to have a major financial situation. We'll talk to Kevin about that. Then don't forget, at 7 o'clock, we'll check in with Mal Taylor. He's a wide receiver from Goose Creek. He's committed to Coastal Carolina, class of 2021. Talk to him over the weekend. We'll talk to him about his plans. If, by 10, that they're going to play in January, would he stick around, he'll give us that answer uh, coming up at 7 o'clock. Then at 7.30, we go to Sumter, South Carolina, with the Gamecocks is on Hayden Basko is the quarterback there, class of 2021. He's got a lot of things going on. He's probably one of our most talented senior quarterbacks in the Palmetto State, so we're excited to talk to him. He's one of Ramon Robinson's own uh, quarterbacks here in the state of South Carolina. Then at 8 o'clock, we go back down to Buford where De, excuse me, Darryl DePras will check in with us. He's a defensive back. He's part of that class of 2023, which, by the way, this class of 2022 and 2023 is loaded. So, while we do have a lot of dudes and some big guys doing some big things in 2021, boy, I tell you what, it, it's going to get a lot richer here in the next couple of years around the state. But at 815, it's going to be Christopher Dansler. That's Coach Dansler to the guys down there in the Hilton Head, Buford area. He owns and runs the Extra Mile Club out of the Low Lowcountry. He's a mentor, he's a coach. He's a lot of things to a lot of guys. And he is a lot of the reasons that we're having the success of getting these Buford kids. We are going to start seeing some well-branch kids jump in here. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun to get these young men in here, to have a lot of things going on. And, again, if you want to follow us on Facebook throughout today's show, you can do that at Southern Sports Central, or you can find us and hang out with us down there on the World Wide Web of Twitter. So we're doing it down there as well, and that's at F.O. Sports Central. So we do have to hit a break. When we come back, I believe we're going to head to West Ashley. If he's not hanging out back here in the, uh, the bright lights of Somerville, South Carolina. Where of course, uh, Kevin Bill would do is gonna check in with A lot going on, and of course, he'll have all the answers coming up at a break, guys. You're listening to Southern Sports Central live right here on SouthernSportsCentral.com, as well as Blog Talk Radio, guys. we will be right back. No way anywhere.
5: the horses in the back or stock is attached
6: Brand new guitar. Yeah, it has got a habit, diamond rings, and Fendi sports bras riding down Rodale in my Maserati sports car. God knows, stress. I've been.
3: Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm alongside Eugene Benton coming to you live on a Sunday afternoon in Somerville, South Carolina from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios. This segment brought to you by our friends over at the factory. You can check them out. Get it out and get it in. The workout is uh, open and ready. Of course, they are uh, open Monday through Sunday. You have to give them a shout to make sure that they're going to be around and uh, the trainers that are going to specifically work on what you need to be worked on uh, are, are going to be there. You can reach out to them at 843 573 73 9-1. Let's head over now to the Tent Farm Hotline with the one and only Kevin Billidoux from Live 5 Sports. What's up, Kev? What's
7: up, brother? How you doing?
3: Man, it's hot, man. It, it's hot. Oh, yeah. and, and COVID is, is not supposed to like the heat, but that was a lie. So um, we're going to go to Plan D. I think we're in Plan D mode right now with COVID-19, man. But uh, look, it's Sunday. We're getting ready for another week. I believe the guys in the baseball world are, are hopefully getting ready to start doing some stuff in the major leagues. Uh, the uh, the guys in the NFL are showing signs of concerns, man. So before we talk high school and college, uh, what's happening in the world of, of, of the pro sports? Because they're the ones that we all feel like because they can isolate each other, right? They can put each other, yeah, you can put, put them in the hotels and they can put them on different floors, depending on certain things, that we should be good. But there's still a lot of concerns out of the NFL, man.
7: Yeah. I mean, it seems like the NBA kind of has, has done it the best. You know, they've got their bubble. They've got everyone in there. For the most part, these guys are separated from everyone else. So it seems like they should be good to play. Baseball is doing their thing right now. Uh, You know, big thing for them is no fans in the stands. So hopefully, you know, those guys aren't going to have too much interaction. But we just saw, I believe it was yesterday, they said the the Blue Jays aren't allowed to play games in Toronto this year. They don't want other teams flying into Canada. So they've got to find another place to play. So that's kind of all of a mess. And, you know, I I saw someone mention earlier, you know, football kind of had the most time to deal with all this, you know, since it started in March, they, you know, they've had this entire time to figure out how they were going to put things together and, and make sure that they had a season. And, you know, I don't want to say they dropped the ball, but we really don't know anything about what their plan is right now for how they're going to keep these guys safe when, for when they go out and start playing. So football, they've kind of put themselves behind the eight ball a little bit. And now the, the players are, are starting to speak up a little as they're getting ready to go out and start training camp. So you know, hopefully within the next week, they've got, you know, kind of a cohesive plan of what they want to do, but we haven't seen it yet.
4: And Kevin, this is Eugene here. Uh, I know you mentioned about the Toronto Blue Jays not being able to fly people into Canada. Has there been any talk or have you seen anything about uh, another suitable location? Is it, just because it's Toronto, is it Canada, or is it, you know, perhaps they can play at the Bison Field there in Buffalo? Have you, have you seen anything out there about a different location, or is it just pretty much, you know, so far we know, you know, they can't play in Toronto?
7: Well, there, there's definitely nothing concrete yet. I have seen Buffalo mentioned as, as one of the possibilities. Uh, I think them going down to Florida and playing in their spring training facility, which I, I want to say is in Dundon, but I, I'm not positive on that. But uh, those those are the two possibilities for them right now. But, you know, nothing's certain as of right now. Bye -bye. right now with Kevin
3: Beledee, of course, joining us from Live 5 News. He's part of our connection to CBS Sports. Uh, Kevin does a five-star job covering the local stuff and the national stuff as well. Now, I did see from football operations heading into the NFL conversation part, Kevin, that it looks like uh, somewhere around July 21st, the rookies will report the quarterbacks and injured players are going to report July 23rd, and all other players July 28th. Now, these dates are uh, applicable for the clubs other than Houston and Kansas City. What is it about Houston and Kansas City that has these guys kind of sitting in their
7: own bubble? Uh, I, I believe they start the season uh, a couple days earlier. They're supposed to be that first Thursday night game. So, so because they start you know, a couple days earlier uh, for the season, they could start practice a little bit earlier. So that's, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the reason.
3: How much do you feel that when you get the leaders of the NFL, and, and we'll talk about, of course, a guy that I'm not sure if you're still pulling for Tom Brady or not because he's no longer
0: a New England Patriot. <laughs> I don't know
3: if you're going to get that split jersey down the middle with the uh, the Tampa Bay things going on. But you get a guy like him that is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the game and, and historically is going to go down as one of the best for sure. And then you get a guy who, like Russell Wilson, the up-and-coming young man, a new face, the new vision. And then well, everybody knows that guy that's with the Houston Texans. I mean, when you get guys – that have the notoriety but also have the respect in the league that are saying, wait a minute, these don't seem like we're going to be okay. There's a lot of concerns. Could we see the NFL guys with some of our bigger names not take a chance and not play in a season that is very questionably not, I guess, put together as well as, like you mentioned,
7: the NBA is already? It's certainly possible. I mean, I saw Russell Wilson tweeting today that, you know, his wife is pregnant. And so he doesn't want to be put in a position where he's got to make a choice about that. Uh, you know, Tom Brady. I, I think if it was if, if we had meteors flying down on the earth, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady still want be wanting to play if he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if if you see some of these guys who might have, you know, family members with pre-existing conditions, if if you see them just take a step back. And and the interesting thing is going to be see how how the owners react to that. You know, if they're going to tell these guys it's okay to not come and play, or if they're going to try to to dock the pay a little bit once they make that decision.
3: Live right now with Kevin Billado coming to us live from Live 5 Sports here in Charleston, South Carolina, part of the CBS Sports crew, doing what he does here on a Sunday evening on Southern Sports Central. Kevin, now let's go down to college. We're working our way uh, to the high school ranks, but first we'll stop at the college level. Uh, first of all, you see one quarterback handing out a ring. He's used to getting rings. That's the quarterback over at Clemson. That was kind of neat, and uh, I guess if there's not – uh, any football, any news, uh, they'll create news in Clemson, South Carolina as their uh, quarterback gets engaged over the weekend. But uh, realistically, man, do we really feel that, that there is going to be a season in college football? you see the MEAC. You've seen a lot of these other HBCUs that are not going to be practiced, or excuse me, playing in the fall. And this is going to have a huge financial effect on these guys, by the way. But they're willing to put their health ahead of their financial stability, if you will, because they're not going to be playing those million-dollar games against the Power
7: Five. But are the power five,
3: do you feel like these guys are like, you know what, we're going to make it work, it's going to happen, and
7: uh, we'll just
3: go green until uh, they tell us not to?
7: I mean, the way it looks right now, these guys, you know, some of these schools are just determined to play football. And I understand that. Like you see, uh, you know, you mentioned the MEAC. They decided on Thursday they weren't going to play. The CAA announced on Friday that they weren't going to play. But they're giving schools the option that if they still want to play, They can go out and be independent for this upcoming year. And we've already seen teams like James Madison and Elon. Elon's supposed to open their season here in Charleston against the Citadel. Those teams have already said that they want to go off and and still try to play a season. So, you know, and those aren't even the Power 5 schools we're talking about. You know South Carolina's going to want to play if they can. Clemson's going to be the same way. Those schools, those Power 5 schools bring in so much money because of their television contract. You know, they're going to lose money somewhat because they're not able to have these, these stadiums full. But if they don't have any season, they lose that TV money. And if these power five schools lose TV money like that, like they've already lost because they didn't have the basketball tournament back in March, that's when we're really going to see, you know, we've already seen some schools cutting down on sports and giving coaches, you know, 10, 15% pay cuts across the board. If they don't have a college football season, you're going to see a lot more of that. A lot more sports are going to be cut. A lot more coaches are going to have to be taking pay cuts over the next year or so. So, that's why you're, you're going to see these power five schools pretty much do everything they can. Even if they can only play a conference schedule, they're going to do what they can to try to get some, some players on the field this season.
8: Well, i now,
3: Kevin Bill talking college football for the live five news group over there in the sports department, hanging out with this as uh, you know, one guy came to mind and I know of course uh, being here at Somerville, Shaq Davis, Shaq, I, I really felt like if he had a, a season like he did last year, the draft would be a, a realistic future thing for this young man. But, this is huge for a guy like Shaq, but there are a lot of situations that I think you're going to see that affect a lot of guys when it comes to getting into the draft, and, and actually I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there's a a guy also on that roster that's a quarterback that, that has high uh, high hopes of doing some big things, but what's your thoughts when it comes to the longevity part of this thing for a guy like Shaq Davis, who, I, you know, I would only imagine he'd put a lot of work in. I've seen it actually firsthand here in Somerville during the summer, but not going to be able to put it out there on the field and, and put his name possibly in the hat coming in uh, the draft next year.
7: Yeah. The, that quarterback mentioned mentioned was Corey Fields and he's a Baptist Hill alum playing for the Bulldogs as well. And, you know, we kind of saw this past draft. Uh, South Carolina State had Alex Taylor, a kid from, from Berkeley, you know, big lineman who a lot of people expected was going to just wow people at the combine and really work his way into that draft, uh, work his draft stock into, into the weight of the draft. And, because they didn't have a combine and he wasn't able to have any individual workouts. It just didn't work out that way for him. And he ended up going undrafted and signing a free agent deal with the Browns. So that's kind of one example of how it's not going to work. And now if you don't even get to put game film out there for these guys to see, that's going to make it even harder for, for these smaller school kids to get seen. Now, you know, there's, there's so many good scouts out there and, you know, a guy like Shaq, a wide receiver who would probably get, a chance to show someone somewhere what he could do. But, you know, these smaller schools, the the guys who play for them, their chances are going to be limited, you know, once they – if they're not able to put tape out there for these for these pro teams this upcoming year.
4: And I want to take it uh, – this Eugene again. I want to take it to uh, – I know we talked about some NFL in college uh, to the high school level. You know, I know some of the schools are starting to release their um, their their conference schedule, or proposed conference schedules. Uh, what are you hearing about any uh, big time matchups that still may be going on? And uh, just want to know, have you heard anything about uh, the rumors going around that there actually might be a sertoma type thing this year here in Charleston?
7: Yeah, you know, we we haven't seen a lot of as far as the regular season games right now. Uh, you know, teams they really only found out what was it? I guess it was Tuesday that their schedule is going to be pushed back by a few weeks and, you know, they've got to redo everything because normally, you know, they play those region games toward the end of the season. And this year the the high school league is saying, let's play your region games at the beginning of the year to make sure we get those in so that should we have something, you know, towards the middle of the season. And, you know, usually the last couple of years, we've had to miss a week or two because of a hurricane coming. If that happens this year, they can just kind of knock out these non-conference games and we've got the region record set. And then that's how we can decide to kind of decide who's going to go to the playoffs. Uh, I haven't heard anything about a Sertoma. I know there there was scheduled to be a couple of jamborees like there happened in the past, one in Berkeley and one in Dorchester County. As far as I know, those schools were still going ahead with that. And although I think those were supposed to be uh, the the third weekend in August, which is now when practice is going to start. So I don't know if they're going to try to move those back a little bit and you know get it closer to when regular season play is going to start. But I wouldn't be shocked uh, to see something along those lines. I know Sertoma, you know they didn't have an event last year for the first time in 40 something years. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see these more of the Charleston schools, you know, like a Wando and Oceanside, James Island, those kind of schools try to get together and, and try to just get some kind of jamboree going so that they can, you know, get a little bit of game action before that season starts.
4: And no doubt, i keeping it on wow. the high school level. I, I have to brag on my boy. I know I tagged you in the uh, video. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Did you see the uh, rising junior at Oceanside hit that 59-yard field goal in uh, Tennessee? Dude, that was a boot, huh?
6: <laughs>
4: Man, it just – you know, we actually timed the hang time on it because his longest kickoff was 69 yards and they had a three-six-eight hang time. The uh, <laughs> hang time on that field goal was 4.1 seconds. Oh. <laughs> so, it was a crushing ball, man. It was it was amazing.
7: He's got a leg. I'm 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 excited to see him this year. I know Joe Call can't wait
4: call sent me a text or, or some of the coaches were in a group chat and they sent me a text and they they saw that and they were like well basically you know we just tell the offense if we can get to the 40 we can get some points and I was like whoa whoa <laughs> whoa 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 whoa! a 59 is not something you can guarantee like that you know a 57 yarder but you know the kid's been yeah, working but I- his butt off man and, and as a rising junior that was just a heck of a feat to do and he had been close so many times just so many times hit the crossbar right under it and so uh you know, it was a heck of a feat by that young man, and so I sent it out to you guys. I just wasn't had a ch- wasn't sure if you had a chance to look at it.
7: Uh, and I'll tell you, it's a high school level. That is such a weapon to have. You know, even if you talk about just getting to that, you know, twenty-five, thirty-yard line, and then knowing that the guy you've got back there can can put put it through the uprights and get you three points, unless you don't have to go for it. If, you know, if you're not comfortable, that is such a huge advantage at the high school level to to be able to put points up on the board more often, even if it's just three instead of seven. But it, it's a big deal to, for, for a team to have a guy like that.
3: Well, i live right now with Kevin Belladue checking in with us on Live 5 Sports. Our connection to the CBS Sports world as well, talking about uh, the amazing kick. If you heard us early as we uh, started off the show, they've got some big-time kickers here in the low country. Uh, to you by our buddy Eugene who uh, has his his kicking academy here locally. So if you need to get that work in, we got a guy for you. So always reach out to us. Now, Kevin, let's stay in the high school ranks. It was released on Wednesday afternoon that they were going to go to, well, no surprise, the high school league had gotten their own format. They denied the Lexington one. They went to the high school league one. First of all, let me ask you your thoughts and opinions between you, me, and everybody listening, by the way. Uh, And we'll keep it amongst ourselves. But your thoughts on on the ruling and (laughs) Your thoughts on the ruling, and as far as
7: uh, what what would you do if you were the commissioner, you were the president? When would you start football? How would you handle this situation? I mean, it's it's such a tough call. You know, the high school league takes a lot of garbage, and you know, some of it's warranted, some of it's not. You know, I like the proposal from Lexington. I I thought that was, I thought there was a lot of pluses to that. I understand, you know, wanting to try to keep everything the way it is too. You know, it it, it'd be really tough to move baseball to the fall. I think it. You know, I know a lot of the baseball coaches were against that idea, and everyone's just so desperate to get back to normal during all this. And you know, to see football in the fall would would be a huge deal to that. And with the high school league proposal, it does give them a little bit more flexibility, or so they at least that's what they think. So I understand why they go with that level. I think the Lexington plan, to me, I think that could have worked fine. I think keeping the seasons, you know, really short and, you know, just making sure we get something in there. I think that that could have been fine. Uh, either plan I think has its, plus, has its pluses and minuses. You know, we don't even know if either plan is going to get a chance to work. You know, we don't know if by August 17th, the numbers are going to be down enough for us to go out there and, and have football practice. So, you know, it, it's a moot point right now. I'm, I'm fine with this, this plan they picked. I think the other plan could have worked as well. So, you know, obviously the most important thing is just keeping the kids safe and and making sure that that none of them get sick and that hopefully we put them in the right position to to be able to at least play some this year.
4: This is Eugene again, um, and, and so you're talking about the high school level uh, and these guys sit, sitting around here, you know, waiting to play football. Uh, what are some of the guys locally that you're looking forward to seeing this year, kind of those, you know, either rising juniors or even sophomores or seniors, you know, what are some of the guys that you're like, you know, I really hope we get the season because I really want to see that guy play.
7: Yeah, there's a bunch. I'm excited to see, you know, more so than just the players, you know, I I focus on the teams a little bit more, but I'm I'm excited to see there's so many new coaches this year or coaches in new places that I I really want to see how those kind of develop. I'm really excited to see R. Craig over at Hanahan and see how he how he implements that offense that he's been running for so long at Timberland, how that works over at Hanahan the first year. Uh, I'm really excited to see Joe over at Oceanside and see if if he's going to open things up a little bit more with that offense there. And, and I know they've got a young quarterback that, that should be pretty good. Uh, new coach over at James Island as well. You know, that's, that's a program that's kind of struggled to, to keep up with the other 5A teams over the last few years. Now they're dropping down to 4A and hopefully for them that means that they can be a little bit more competitive this upcoming season. So, you know, a lot of stuff like that. I'm really interested in the, in the team stories this year and, and how those new coaches are going to fit in with new programs. As we continue to talk,
3: Kevin Villadu, as uh, wrapping it up here at the 630 segment on a Sunday beautiful afternoon here in the Lowcountry. Uh, Kevin, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm just as excited to see these colleges – I mean, excuse me, these coaches – uh, as there's about 19 different names in the low country that have moved around and they've been here in Somerville, you know, we're going to get a new guy running the sidelines and uh, for the first time in, in a long, long time, he doesn't have a bird line running with Coach McKissick, so it's going to be a, a, quite an interesting deal there. I wonder what kind of changes you may see uh, or, or not, because he did play for the legendary Coach John McKissick uh, with Ian Rafferty. Now, you also got uh, Ashley Ridge. This is a young guy coming in here, and he's hired. I think uh, you know as much as you talk about the the high school hires on the head coaching job. How about some of the hires on the other guys? I mean, if you look at it, Ashley Ridge has gone out and really. If you, I'm not sure if you kept up with it, but uh, he has done a, a tremendous job getting a lot of guys that have a lot of hands in it. They got Bobby Marion running the offense. Oh yeah, Coach Spivey, who was at Somerville, he's going to be over there running the offense. I mean, so when you start to kind of look at that and you start to kind of go into it for me. Yes, there's a lot of athletes, and like I was uh, saying at the beginning of the show, we're going to actually have um, Mal Taylor, who's joined uh, us at seven o'clock, who's going to Coastal. You know, guys like him that are committing early, which you're seeing this kind of a trend thing across the country. But uh, talk to us about some of the uh, the one or two or, or, or three schools, and maybe that one major athlete that you're looking to see if he's going to step out a little bit.
7: Yeah, you know, I I really like like I said that the staff that that they're putting together over at Ashley Ridge. I think that's going to be really impressive. Uh, one of the big hires I thought for this upcoming year was uh, Chris Kander over at Stratford. You know, he's a guy who was a head coach at Goose Creek for a couple of years. He spent last year at Ashley Ridge coaching linebackers, I believe. Now he's going to be helping uh, run the defense over for the Knights. So that could be a, a really good hire for Denny McDaniel, bring that defense, you know, kind of to the next level. And, and they've got some young guys on offense, too. they got that young running back who's, Really, really good. So Stratford could be a team I think that that could kind of take that jump this year and and be one of the top teams in their region. Uh, another team I you know I mentioned Hanahan. I think Art Craig is is one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the Low Country. I put him right up there with Steve Leprad and those guys. And so, like I said, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do at Hanahan for this upcoming season. And of, of course, you know I, I mentioned Steve and the Fort they seem to have the most talent every year and they, they always bring out for the last, you know, seven, eight years now, they've, they've had the most talented team each year. So, uh, you know, interested to see what, what coach Leprad can do this year and, and who, who knew he's got coming in and, and what they're going to do for, to make another run in a state championship. Yeah. They've, they've always got
3: here. some dudes around the field and hanging out on the sidelines. I made a comment last year, that second team defense was, I don't know they were good as a first-team defense, but they would have been a first-team defense in a lot of other programs around uh, the low country. Now, uh, how much do you think it plays into a lot of other guys' hands when you're playing a, a revised schedule? Let's say we are going to go into what you're
1: going to see here
3: in September. So the region play very, very big, and some teams only going to have one or two non-region games because it depends how many region teams are inside
8: your own little deal there. But
3: for you, your thoughts on, on how much this helps maybe another team get into uh, the playoffs because of
7: this uh, revised schedule yeah it, and you know it's just such a tough situation because like you said it, it's not fair for everyone you know some teams are going to have more region games than than other schools are going to have but really it's it's just the most important thing is just get them out there just to play football and you know just play as much football as we can for as long as we can until you know till the reason comes where we can't play anymore so you know, nothing's, nothing's going to be completely fair about this, however we break this. You know, with whichever, you know, we're talking about the different plans, whichever plan we take, someone's going to have to take the short straw somewhere along the line. It's not fair. It's it's not a, the ideal situation, but it's kind of just what we're left with, and we're trying to be the most fair we can be throughout, you know, throughout every sport and every region and whatnot. So, you know, I there, there's definitely reason to complain every which way around, but, I think the most important thing we got to focus on is let's just get these guys some action and let's be sure we can get these seniors off with, with, you know, a senior night and, and get their recognition before they go off to the next level. So that's just kind of the way I'm looking at it at this point is, is, you know, let's, let's get everyone a chance to play and let's get on with it. I agree with you. Kevin, uh, Billadoo. for the final
3: question here from the TLA from I-5 Sports and the West Ashley. And again, our connection to CBS Sports as well. Now don't, uh, no, if you, we've actually had a little bit of conversation, but coming up on Tuesday, Southern Sports Central sponsoring and have put together a home run derby over at Shipyard Park. We want to open the invitation for you or any of your guys and girls that you guys want to come over and watch some baseball. Maybe you know what we'd like to do is maybe we'll get old Bill Sharp and get William out there to throw the opening pitch. I think that'd be kind of a
7: neat deal, right?
0: <laughs> I
7: don't know if anyone can handle William in, in the open, but yeah. he, he man, that kid is he's such a dynamo. He's one of my favorites, but yeah, I can't wait. Justin Beagle is going to be there on Tuesday night covering, covering the event, you know, just like we did for the the event up in Somerville a few weeks ago. And that was really, that was a phenomenal event. The one they had up in Somerville. And, you know, we were talking about giving these kids a chance one more time to kind of put on the Jersey, put on the ball cap. And, you know, it's not the ideal senior night, but it, you know, it's like that, gives them a chance to, to kind of go out on their own way. So this is another event like that. I'm really excited to see it. And, to, to see how this works out, see how many kids you can get out there, and, you know, just give them one more chance to to hit the ball out of the park here in the in the low country. Kevin, for all you do and all you're getting ready to do, my friend, uh, you know, we
3: wanted work, we're getting here to get work, and uh, for everybody who thinks that we want to see it in the uh, winter months, you couldn't be more wrong because this is what we live for, just like the guys on Friday nights, you and I, of course, Uh, We'll be uh, looking forward to making the road trip, putting some miles on the car, and uh, getting out and about, brother. As always, thanks for what you do on and off of Southern Sports Central. And if there's ever anything we can do for you, don't hesitate to call.
7: Absolutely, brother. I appreciate it. You got it, man. Real quick
3: before we get you out of here, man, what's coming up with you guys this week, and uh, how do we catch up with you over there in the social media world?
7: Yeah, you know, uh, like we said, big week coming up, you know, actually coming up in about an hour we've got kind of the return of sports to the low country, the Charleston battery have their first game coming back since the pandemic started. So they're at home at eight o'clock. So we're going to have coverage of that coming up tonight, more stuff coming up this week. I've got an interesting story coming up this week. I, I got a chance to talk to a doctor over at MUSC, and he's kind of given advice on how these guys should get back into the, into the workout regimens, you know, that they, they need to be in so that they don't get hurt whenever practice starts. You know, everyone's kind of been at home and, and sitting around for the last four or five months now. So, he kind of goes through what every kid needs to be doing to get ready to go back into practice, that they're not, you know, suffering strained muscles or any kind of pop ligaments once they go back. So that's going to be really interesting to hear. So that's all coming up this week on Live 5. You can catch me on, on Twitter at KevinLive5. And I would give you my Facebook page, but you're not going to believe this. My Facebook was hacked this morning. I've been kicked off Facebook. So I'm in negotiations right now with Facebook trying to get my page back up. But until then, just find me over on Twitter at KevinLive5.
3: You got it, brother. Appreciate you. God bless. Stay safe and
7: uh, stay separated. We'll see you hopefully soon. All right, bud. We'll talk to you later.
3: All right, guys. There you go. Of course, the one and only Kevin Beladeau checks in with us from Live 5 Sports. Uh, of course, uh, he does his thing seven days a week. He's got a great team around him, and they continue to, uh, to cover the low country, to cover the state of South Carolina and nationally as well. This COVID thing hit him pretty hard, of course, uh, you know, not being able to go to work. They had to question whether or not the gate would open when he got to work, and then during this whole epidemic, he loses his quarterback with the Patriots. I mean, it's just been quite the trial and error there for him and, of course, all of his guys over there. Eugene, uh, a lot of great things happening, man, and, and I think that's what everybody is kind of looking at. We've got about another minute before we had to break, but you, you look at it and here's what's got to happen, man. We're, we're going to give it a go, right? We're going to give it a shot. Now, don't forget this panel, the Lexington
1: committee is going
3: to protest, if not one more time, two more times. We did have David Bennett with us on Thursday night. He made it very clear that they're going to treat this like a baseball game. They're going to take not one, not two, but three swings at this thing, and and, and they could easily, you know, this panel could easily step up and and say, no, it's not really, you know, it's not conducive, and it's not that important that we play right now. We'll wait and play it later. Now, I can speak on behalf of those here in the low country that, that, that get to start and stop. Because we deal with it every year, it seems like. And, of course, you know, with the hurricanes, uh, we deal with it, it seems like, all the time. In the last five or six years, it was a, uh, I believe, uh, some fire up in North Carolina. That stopped us for, like, a week. And other than that, it's always been the hurricanes. But it's a hard thing to get these kids to start and stop. And it seems like that's all they've done uh, here over the summertime workout. So we, um,
1: you know, we, we want to
3: do it for the right reason. We want to put these guys in the right place to be the most successful. But, Again, as much as we want football, we got to put safety up front, guys. We do have to head to break. Coming out of hour number one, we'll head to hour number two. We're going to take the bus from West Ashley at Channel 5, and we'll give it a quick go over at Goose Creek. We'll check in with the, well, big man on campus over there. He just committed this past week to Coastal Carolina. We're talking Mal Taylor coming up next. He's a wide receiver, and uh, he will do that and much more. Come out of break, guys. Don't go anywhere.
1: There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, If you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men and it's just beautiful.
3: Everybody, I'm Rich to alongside Eugene Benton. Coming to you live from the studios right here in Somerville, South Carolina. The factory sports and fitness training studios is uh, we are now going to head over to the Tent Farm hotline. I believe we've got him waiting bye, bye, virtual bye. Tour to the campus of Goose Creek where we'll hang out now with Mal Taylor. Mal, what's up, buddy? Let's see if we got Mal on this one. How about it, Mal? You with us, buddy? Yes,
9: sir, I'm right here.
3: Hey, man, so uh, we've had, we got two callers, so if you're hanging out on the 843, hang tight, we'll come to you next. But right now we are in the creek. We're with the one and only Mal Taylor committed to the shot of clears over the week. And uh, What a great, great place to call home for the next three or four years. I'm from Myrtle Beach, so I can speak on the behalf of the shot family. Uh, they're excited to have you. You're going to bring a lot of talent, a lot of speed, and a lot of optimism. As uh, this uh, year coming up now, you got another year ahead of you, man. But, uh, man, what was it about Coastal that made you figure this was home, this was the best fit for you and your family as you guys were making this big decision, man? This is the biggest one in your life up to this point, man.
10: See, when I committed to Coastal, the reason I committed there is because when I was talking to the coaches and the staff, talking to different players at the school, everybody there did all was straight up with me let me know where I'll be coming in, what I'll be doing. And they just treat me like I was family, like I'm doing a family, not a team.
3: That's a big thing, man. And talking about family, not a team, the guys over at the, uh, the Goose Creek have done just that, uh, the Gators. What a season last year, man. Manny McQuamu comes in, has a great moment. He's got you and a few other great receivers, got a big time running back or two, kind of hanging out behind you. You know, you guys are doing great things over there, man. What's the atmosphere over there with you guys, man? I
11: know
3: you guys
10: got to practice. If I'm not mistaken, you guys are in Berkeley County. Y'all haven't stopped, have you? Uh, no, sir. We haven't been stopping. We stopped for next week, though. But the atmosphere at right. school is just, just crazy now, going from nobody showing up to our football games, and now the stadium is packed. Can't even have everybody sit down now. So it's <laughs> it's real big. It's real big going on in good Street.
3: Hey man, you guys are doing your thing I was actually there for the playoff game Of course, uh, the Somerville game didn't happen Because of that hurricane And uh, you brought him over on a Monday night After the big, uh, if it wasn't the hurricane It was the rainstorm that came through But you brought him in uh, to the Gators Backyard, and uh, that Monday night Was a long night for the uh, for the green wave As Manny McQuamu had a, a big time night, you had some big catches Yourself, the guy on the other side of you He had some big catches, but it seemed like That atmosphere, like you mentioned, your band plays as good as anybody on a Friday night. The cheerleaders are doing their things, and everybody, not one person, stood sat down. And trust me, I'm I'm the guy behind them trying to look over them. But, uh, you know, tell me some memories, man. I I know you've seen this entire thing turn into the direction that you guys are going right now with the coaching staff that I have a ton of respect for over there. You've got some really great coaches, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of brothers on the staff, some twins doing their things, yes, but they're all led by your head coach, man. And then you got this guy, Coach Jamie Fordham, over there, man. He not only, you know, knocks you guys out during the season, he opened the gym and said, I expect to see you, right?
10: Yes, sir. So, um, Tell us about that, man. Ad-
3: Tell me about your coaching staff.
10: So my coaching staff, we have a great coaching staff. Everybody everybody who's came in since Coach Winston has been there, everyone who stayed, everyone is just – they just love being there. They actually love their job and love what they do and helping us get better. They put us in the right steps to where we, to where we need to be. And we just, just got everything going for us over here at this group. Can't ask for nothing better.
3: And then, of course, uh, you guys with the mayor. Now the mayor's getting involved in this little thing. Uh, and I love that fact because if my I, if I, memory stands correct, the mayor got involved and created a trophy right, between you guys and Stratford. Yep. Of course, you guys, uh, y'all were able to take that over, man. What's it like going through Goose Creek? And, again, Goose Creek, you guys do not know, it's small town USA. They still have a lot of that small town charm, but they still got that inner city rivalry between the Goose Creek Gators and the Stratford Knights, man. Uh, how, how fun was that to go against those guys uh, this past year and have something on the line to play for?
10: That was a, that was a great game. I love that game. A lot of intensity. It was just everything about that game was just perfect. The atmosphere, the players, everything just fell into line of what you would call a great rivalry. And playing for that trophy made it even better.
3: We're live right now with uh, Mal Taylor, wide receiver. is a senior, class of twenty twenty one. He'll be graduating. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But he goes to Goose Creek High School as part of the Gators over there. But he's going to be heading to Coastal Carolina when it's all said and done. Now let's get into that season, man. As of right now, now it looks like you guys got your season. matter of fact, I've actually seen your schedule, and it looks to be uh, quite an interesting schedule. I believe the Green Wave are on that schedule again this year, which that's good. You guys like to play Somerville. I mean, why not? That's a good old-school robbery, man. It's one of the oldest ones out there in the state of South Carolina that goes way back when. A lot, of, a lot of dudes have played in this game as well. That being said, if it happens in September to, what, October, November, that's good because you'll be a part of it. What happens if we move this game – to January, you guys, uh, you've you made your decision yet whether you're going to take off and, and head to Coastal and get ready for the next chapter of, of course, Mr. Taylor's life?
10: This is a big decision coming up. I ain't fully made my decision on whether or not if we move the season to January I would continue to be playing. But based off how hard that me and my teammates have been working, there's a chance, a high chance, I'm going to stay and play another, finish the season.
7: Wow, I like that, Ben. And they
3: tell you what, there's a lot of guys that feel like if it isn't played now that you guys would leave. So you're that guy. And I appreciate you being honest, and I appreciate you saying that right here on the air because I think there's a lot of guys like you they are going to say, look, I'm going to stay committed to my team. I don't want to leave early. They didn't leave early on me last year. I'm not going to leave early on them this year. So good for you. That's a character plus one for you, my friend. Uh, Well said. Now, that being said, uh, you are at one point, some point between now and next year, you're going to end up on that campus at Coastal. What you going to major in, man? Where's that education coming at?
10: I'm going to major in electrical engineering.
3: What made you kind of go into that field, man? Where, 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 where did this come from? And, uh, again, what, what are you looking to do with that engineer degree?
10: What made me want to go into electrical engineering is I was watching my uncle as he went to college in Benedict he was taking electrical engineering. He was telling me about all the stuff and programs and stuff that he's been through. And it just seems like it'll flow up my alley of things I like to do with the web designing, app designing, and all the other electronic things that he went and he went through.
3: Well, anything in the word that says engineer, my friend, you're guaranteed to have a nice little check on a Friday afternoon. So that's a good <laughs> career move. Number one, <laughs> that's really hey, look, and at the end of the day, And I quote the the, the gentleman over there in Alabama all the time. He says, you come here to get an education. We're just playing a little football while we're here. And you're going to do that in Coastal. And I'm going to tell you, you know, Coach Chadwell is fortunate to have you. I've actually uh, talked to you on the field uh, a year ago back in the day when you guys played some of them in that playoff game. But I've watched you. I know Mandy McWamey very well. I know your other receiver that's heading to West Virginia to play some football, I believe, in Charleston. And uh, you've got a couple of other guys. Uh, Tell me about some of your teammates, man. I know Manny's gone and that gentleman's gone. But there's a lot of dudes coming back. You guys aren't as veteran as people thought you were last year. You got a lot of guys coming back, man. Let's talk about this team this year. Who's coming back this year that we need to keep an eye on over there besides yourself?
10: You got to keep an eye on my, my other wide receiver, Kion Smith. who's a wide junior. Great, great hands. Great size, great speed. Then you got Meech in the backfield, Dimitri Simmons, playing running back. And we got some two new quarterbacks. Drew's not really that new. He's always been around, but he's just been young, so he's never really played with us. But you got Drew Moore. You got Gabe Johnson coming in, at quarterback, fighting for a spot. And you can't forget about Jaden on the offensive line. And on the defensive side, you got to watch out for Melvin Ravenel. And we have on the D-line, we got Simeon Kennedy. We got some nice key players coming back and some new players coming in and stepping up and filling some roles. So I wouldn't sleep on us too early
3: now. I love it, man. Hey, you know what? Build confidence, winning. And you guys did a lot of that last year. You got a great coaching staff. Uh, and, and I've had the pleasure of having your head coach on. I've had the conversation because uh, one of your coaches is actually his wife as a soccer coach in Somerville, So we've got that connection. And I met his brother at Mo's, And, uh, man, just as nice as his brother was, man. I mean, it's quite a family atmosphere. And that's one thing I'm going to tell you, man. You guys are building something special. And the fun thing – and I'm going to tell you, Mal, that you're going to look back at the season that you guys just had with all the guys and all the dudes that you guys went through this battle with last year to put Goose Creek back on the map in the, in the low country. And you guys actually made a nice impression around the state and even in the southeast. But you'll look back at this, and I think that you say, wow, look at the foundation that we poured, because you guys are, are definitely doing it. And, and you're not talking much. I don't see a lot of noise on social media with you. And that's where you want to be, somewhere under that radar, man. Tell me something that's kind of uh, motivated you through the offseason, man. I I know that you guys didn't get a lot going on. Of course, you got stopped in March, right? That's when schools were kind of shut down. But you had to kind of work it out yourself. But here you go, even though there's no football and there's no weight room, but yet there's still an offer. Were you surprised? And tell me, Mom and Dad and everybody in the family's emotions when you decided that I was going to commit to Coastal Carolina to not only go play football, but let's be honest, man, you're going to
7: get that degree, big
3: man.
10: Yes, yeah, I was real surprised when all the offers started pouring in, when we couldn't even play football. I was. My plan was I was going to have another season, and that's when my offers were going to come in. I never expected to be able to have to go through an actual decision this early. But I'm extremely grateful and thankful for my friends and family who's been supporting me through all of this, helping me get up, make sure I got to go out there and go put in some work. So I got a nice support team behind me, helping me get through the days. So it's not really that much of a big deal over
3: here. Well, I can tell you one thing, man. You got a lot of support right here at Southern Sports Central. We'd love to get you in here. Anytime you have time, you're all the welcome. And, again, as I told you over the weekend, we talked yesterday, and I appreciate your family letting you come on, your coaches, the administration over at Goose Creek for allowing this to happen because uh, we want to give you a voice. So many times we get to see you on Live 5 News or Channel 2 in the OT, do the big things, catch the big passes, but we don't get a chance to hear from you. You know, you're a lot more than just a guy running down the sidelines. You're going to be uh, one heck of a scholar in the classrooms up there in Coastal Carolina. You're going to bring back that uh, degree and do your thing. And I'm going to tell you what, man, Myrtle Beach ain't a bad place to call home uh, once you get out of that place. I'm not sure about the engineer part of life, but uh, the quality of life up there, being a guy that grew up there, man, trust me, it's a good place to call home, buddy. Yes, sir. Well, all right, man. Well, we appreciate your time tonight. We wish you the best of luck. We are going to get you back in here. This season happens either in September or it kicks off in January. But either way, I told you, you're my go-to guy, man. We sent Manny and some other dudes off to play college, and uh, we're going to pass a torch to you, man. So we appreciate you being willing to help us out and be the voice of the Duke Green Gators, man. God bless. Congratulations. We'll see you soon. Stay safe.
10: Thank you so much for having me on. And stay safe, too. You, you
3: you got it. There you go, man. How about that? Miles Sandler, the wide receiver, is a senior coming out of Goose Creek, South Carolina, Goose Creek High School, committed to the Clears last week, and their, uh, their art guy did a phenomenal job getting him uh, some artwork there. It looks like he's right on that video game where he belongs. It's going to be a big day, uh, of course, uh, when they finally see him run out to that teal field, and uh, we're excited to have him in here. Eugene, I'm going to bring you back in, man, but you hear the excitement of this young man. I mean, engineering, what, what an amazing degree to get what an amazing field to get into and, and we hear these kids coming out and we've been very blessed to have so many guys and girls come on this show whether it be they're going into teaching or they're going into engineering they all have direction man and I think that's the biggest thing you got to know where you're going before you get in the car and just start driving right
4: yeah no doubt and, and you know this young man was blessed like he said he had an uncle who kind of went through the, you know, the ins and outs of, of that type of education, and he got to see it, and, you know, he has a, sounds like he has a great mentor who's kind of been there, at, you know, at the co- collegiate level who, uh, you know, went through an engineering electrical program, and he, he said, you know, some gave some examples of some of the things his uncle was able to do and, and show him and, you know, just how he looked up to it, and that's kind of, you know, the, the positive role model sounds like he had, and, you know, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this best of this opportunity, and, you know, Coastal's going to pay for his education, and he's going to go make the best of it on the football field and in the classroom. And like you said, you know, that electrical engineering degree, every Friday or every other Friday, I'm sure he's going to, uh, you know, smile when he takes it to the bank and cashes that check or deposits that check because that's a heck of a career, you know. That that young man coming out of college with no debt going to be set for life, you know, and, you know, bless him and, and the family and friends, like you said, who, who support him and got him through it, you know, because that's tough. And, you know, I'll tell you, I was just sitting here listening to the talent he has on that team, and, you know, uh, Ocean's I was planning on playing those guys, you know, before the, the shutdown and all this and the reschedule, you know, the first game of the season, and wow. <laughs> you know, not only was it a 3A playing a 5A, but those guys are super talented. You know, they got, you know, one going D1, and it sounds like some others, you know, already have offers out to these big schools, and, you know, that that was going to be a, a tough road to hope, surely, for for a smaller school, but I know uh, O'Sai was looking forward to that challenge. And, um, man, you know, those guys that, you know, that staff has put together over there, uh, like you said, you know, they have everything they could ask for and then some uh, as, you know, as it relates to the players. And you know, and the, the biggest thing I thought was the maturity level of this young man. He has career, he has a direction in his career and a path. And you know, like you said, you know, a tough decision was do I stay or do I go up the Coastal? in in january so it sounds like he has first of all to be able to graduate early you have to be on top of your academic you know so this this right. young man has a brain and uh surely he has some uh support at home and in his community to, to to get him you know to keep him at that level but um you know that's a heck of a statement he didn't say 100 percent, but he says you know right now my guys have been working hard we've been working hard as a team and right now he's leaning towards saying that whole senior year if they play in January because he wants to finish what he started with his teammates. So I respect that big time.
3: Yeah, and I think, Eugene, when you think about it, I do want to thank the family. I want to thank the coaches. I want to thank everybody that, that allowed us to have the conversation with Mal Taylor, the senior from Goose Creek High School over there in Goose Creek, South Carolina, heading to Coastal Carolina to play for uh, Coach Jimmy Chadwell in the 2022 season. That's a year ago, a year from now again. Uh, and, uh, and the one thing, he and I had this conversation on on the phone over the weekend and, and uh, just kind of putting this all together. Because, again, there's a few things that, that I'm going to be honest with you guys. that are they're, Maybe you're not 100% wanting your athletes come in and talk on the radios. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to that individual, be it a male or female, before they come on the radio. I, I have no need to make them come in here and sound like they don't know what's going on. All right, that doesn't benefit me. It doesn't benefit them. So I will give them a, a good five second, five minute, whatever it may be, conversation. Hey, look, this is what we're going to talk about. Kind of be prepared, and they get a good twenty four to forty eight hours in advance of what's going to happen again. And that's if they don't listen to us here on the show, because most of the questions I ask are pretty universal. Again, we want to know where they're going to school, what are they going to major in, why do they pick that school if that's where they are in their life, or if they're still in that school, you know, what's it like? You know, because we're going to get in here at eight o'clock with a guy from Buford, and he's only you know, coming up a sophomore. So he's got a few more years coming up. Now, I'm going to tell you what, Buford's loaded in the sophomore class. Remember there in that 2023 group, but, you know, you get Daryl DeFrasse coming in here the a DV. Eugene, you know that young man as well. who's already getting opportunities and offers, and at least looks, I know, down there in the lower part of the low country. Hayden Vasquez coming in uh, at 730. He's another dude. He's probably, and I'm going to be honest with you, not knocking any other quarterback in the senior class, but Hayden is a big dude. This kid is going to come in here, and, and I think with with the smaller schedule, have a chance to really lock in and, and really do some big things. Of course, he works over there with Ramon Robinson, who is one of the best quarterback gurus I've seen in the business, and really uh, puts these kids through a great workout. As a matter of fact, I saw him up there in Myrtle Beach with their quarterback zipping that thing through the air. And I'm going to tell you, man, when when you give Ramon a chance to work with your athlete, uh, you know you're going to see automatic return investment out of it. So, and that's that's the key, kind of like what you see with Eugene over there with his uh, kicking academy. Now, again, uh, you know, these kids who know where they're going, know the direction they're getting into is huge, but I love the factor, and, and, again, to go back to what you were saying, these guys, a lot of people assume, and you know what assumptions are like, that these kids aren't going to come back. But I, I, I think you're going to be surprised. I, I think you'll be shocked to see how many, how many of these guys actually do come back for that final Year and, and I played that intro coming out of the top of the hour there by um, the ESPN gentleman there, who everybody's well aware of, who talks about what makes college high school different. I mean, at least it definitely highlights the high school thing. When it's the, the 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 reason you play, it's the brotherhood that you have, it's the atmosphere in the stands. I shared in Texas a student section that was my God, it had me rocking back and forth, ready to roll. You know, those are the things. That, that, that makes high school Friday nights different. I know, you know, uh, Eugene, you were on the staff last year at full capacity, Oceanside, and my group, uh, before you joined us here uh, it's other Sports Central, made the road trip up there and uh, small town USA where it was packed out. I mean, shoulder to shoulder, concession stands open on both sides. Everything was popping, and it was the atmosphere of a lifetime.
4: Yeah, no doubt. But there's another thing I want to mention. I know you brought up uh, Mr. Vasquez's size. I'm sure you've seen the videos of him working out with uh, Coach Robinson, man. This dude, if you've seen his videos and his shoulders, he looks like a linebacker. I mean, this kid's huge. But, uh, you know, there's one thing going back to um, these players, and let's let's just play devil's advocate here or throw a monkey wrench into the engine. Let's say they do play in January. Now, here's an interesting thing. Um, Mid-season – Unless the NCAA changes what they do on the calendar, these young men will play a game or two, and then they're going to sign their national letter of intent in February. Right. Or or do they sign in December at that early signing period and then go play? Because typically on the calendar, their seasons are done when they sign that national letter of intent. So this could be an interesting uh, scenario where guys sign their letter of intent, so they're locked in uh to their you know to to their college ball, and then let's uh, say they go out and then you know God forbid let's say somebody gets hurt or something like that. they still have that letter of intent they still have that contract signed uh I, you know and i know, I understand the legalities of you know being able to get out of some of those, but you know that's gonna be an interesting uh ordeal if this season you know like I said, playing devil's advocate, let's just say it does get moved to January, you know they sign their go ahead and sign that letter in December and lock that thing in or they uh, wait mid kind of thing and sign it in uh, February. It's going to be interesting to see both, you know, does the, does the uh, high, do the high school games go in the fall, do they go in January, and then again, you know, how that will play out with NCAA because, you know, that's, that's going to be an interesting thing. And, you know, speaking along, I wanted to bring up something from earlier. You had mentioned that appeal. You know, one thing that appeal will do will be possibly to drag out a decision – and what will that be it will be kind of similar to a gamble. You know, do the COVID numbers keep going up? If they keep going up, that appeal might look better and better. As a proposal, you know, for success to actually have a football season or, you know, athletic season, if they go down, you know, that that kind of bodes in the favor of those who want to play, you know, the, the more contact sports in the fall. So, you know, it's going to be interesting all the way around. But then again, like I said, you know, one of the things I'm looking to see how it plays out with, is the NCAA calendar with these signings because, you know, kids might be signing during their season either way. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Right. I mean, and and
3: there's a great point, Eugene, is we're talking about here in the state of South Carolina, for those listening outside the state, there was a decision because there were two different plans, if you will, two proposals given to the South Carolina High School League On Wednesday, during their Zoom meeting, and of course, one of them was by a group of guys and girls in Lexington, one Lexington County uh, presented something that was leaked out a little early. And uh, that's a whole other conversation that I, again, it's again, (laughs) that gave others, I felt, another time a chance to kind of see the answers on the answer sheet before the answers were given, right? I mean, it kind of gave them a cheat sheet. And uh, it is what it is. You know, again, I don't know if you have some of the situations if it wasn't leaked out as early as it was. And, uh, you know, uh, that being said, the high school league, they had theirs. Now, let's be honest. Let's just be honest. Let's, call, let's, call, let's say what we say here. And, and that is this. You and I both know, if you go into a meeting, Eugene, matter of fact, we'll do Southern Sports Central, all right? I'm the president of Southern Sports Central, right? You're the vice president, and we got – 14 other dude and dudettes hanging out in the room. We got eight of them, by the way. Eight of them are brand new. This is their first meeting ever. And we decided we're going to give a proposal up.
6: So the left is
3: one that somebody has decided they want to come in, and these are the games that they want to see us cover. And they're an outside source. There's nobody in here that's connected to that other than the fact that you know they, they, they hold some, some clout when it comes to, like, uh, Somerville may have, you know, a fan base club and then you go to Goose Creek and you know, I know they got the black and blue club over at Oceanside, right? So we'll say it's the Oceanside group, not a big old Oceanside, but I just need to come up with a group. So there you go. Oceanside comes up and says, Rich, we want you to go to these games, and this is the proposal we put together. Now, I've actually seen their proposal prior to this meeting, and all of a sudden I'm gonna come up with another proposal that says, I'm gonna to go to these games. Now, Eugene, let me ask you a question. Who do you think they're gonna go with? You think they're going to go with the president of that club, the president of the company that they're connected with? Or you think they're going to go against what I think? And they're brand new, by the way, and go against the uh, with the black and blue club.
4: Well, I think you know, I, in most circumstances, you're probably going to go with the president. You know, the person's a president for a reason. You know, that's that's the person sitting in the executive chair who makes the executive decisions. You know, that that's been promoted to that role or has that role for a reason and, and has been making these decisions for you know, a good long time. So I think the inherent uh, voting or, or, you know, what people are inclined to do is probably, you know, hey, you know, that person's sitting in the big chair for a reason, so we're just going to go ahead and go with that person because, you know, for God's sake, that person's been doing it for so many years and we're new to the block. So, you know, I, I, I maybe I don't want to make a decision or go against the grain and we're just going to put it on the shoulders of the president and, you know, ride this cat and see how it goes. That's what I think.
3: I think you just gave me the political answer, Eugene, and that was great, but that is not. <laughs> That's not to Eugene I know. What happened? Did you leave that Eugene in Tennessee? Because I'm going to be honest with you, nobody's going to go against their boss. I, you know, not, it got nothing to do with nothing other than the fact that you're brand new in the room, and I've been in a lot of meetings. I've, I've been in companies where I've been in a lot of meetings, and I've been the new guy in the room, right? You just got promoted. You're in whatever position in management. You're coming in. And most people, not everybody, but most people are a little nervous, they're a little timid, and they know that they sometimes need to be seen and not heard. And I wonder how much of that played a factor. Again, it is what it is. It is what it is, we're going to deal with what we've got to deal with. But, uh, but you know, when you look at it, I just hope that the decision we make is going to keep us rolling, right? It's going to keep us where we need to go, and we'll find out in due time and due process and all that stuff because, again – you know, whether we play in, in, in September or whether we play in January, you know, we'll find that answer out, right? We'll find that answer out. I just don't want it to be, well, we gave them all the time in the world. We just ran out of time because I don't think that's the right answer either. And, again, for baseball dads and baseball coaches and baseball gurus, as myself, I'm also a baseball guy, just because you're set the schedule to play in August doesn't mean you can't kick off and go do your thing in the spring because nobody else is playing on your football or your baseball field. Right? And I think we're going to be playing or at least we're going to be going to school sometime late into June. Which means you can still play. And oh well if it overlaps into your travel ball schedule. because this Here's something. I'm going to say this and we going to break. I do not want to see what's happened to our rec department happen to our high school league. I do not want to see
8: travel ball
3: become the only ball when it comes to what's going on. And I say this and I need you guys to try to kind of maybe ponder this between now and we come back from break. We've seen this in basketball. We're seeing this in baseball where the rec centers have become all but obsolete because these guys are going to more competitive baseball. So if it takes rec departments to get a little more competitive, guys, let's do what we got to do. There's just a lot of things about that rec ball. There's a lot of things about legion ball. There's just certain things. And when it comes to high school sports, man, I just – I don't want to ever want to believe that that a travel team has more clout than your high school team. I do not want to see us go in that direction. That is not a good look, not a good thing. And if you're a travel ball coach, if you're a travel ball uh, instructor, guys, look, don't get your kids under you and go at those coaches that they play for on Friday nights or they play on Monday through Sunday. All right? We've got to stop doing that. That, That's something that's happening. And I'm going to tell you how I know. As I talk to every one of these kids in the Low Country. I talk to the kids in the Grand Strand very much so. Guys, it takes us all. Let's all get together. Let's all work together. Let's get our kids promoted together. Not one man is bigger than the other man, all right? If you're a 707 guy, then be the best 707 guy. That doesn't mean you got to go over here and dog this dude. If you're a guy that is a QB1 guy over here and you know a QB1 guy over there, hey, don't throw no smoke at that guy. You know, help him out a little bit. Again, work together. Let's do it together, guys. Let's take a break together. Let's do that. We'll come back. We're going to head to Sumter, South Carolina. with was one of the biggest dudes in the Sumter community. And, of course, I uh, watched him do his thing at the end of camp in Columbia, and it was extremely impressive. And of course, who was that? Well, that was Mr. Hayden Westwood. He's going to join us coming out of break. Guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Southern Sports Central right here on Blog Talk Radio, guys. We'll be right back.
12: claps. We're ready tonight. Three claps. Three claps. Three claps. claps. 27 years ago, I sat in this locker room just like you guys on a knee getting ready to play a game. I walked down the locker room. It still smells the same. It takes you back real quick. One of the things that caught me was how fast 27 years goes by. There's so many people that live vicariously through you. I would give anything tonight to jump in one of these uniforms with you guys.
13: To do something I never had an opportunity to do. My father never saw me play. You play for your father tonight.
12: That feeling goes away. It goes away, and it doesn't come every Friday night. It comes when you get married. It comes when your child's born. So you get it. But you just don't get it every Friday night. You're going to miss that more than anything in the world. That's what I miss. And so you seniors that are focused on college, you're focused on your work after high school, what you're going to do next, you're focused on tomorrow, aren't you? You've got plenty of time for tomorrow. But these tonights, they're going by fast. You focus on tonight. This is about you guys. This is about the guys in this room that care about each other, that know there's only so many more of these nights left. It's about you. They're a faceless opponent. They just happen to draw the short straw tonight. Now get your asses ready to play. Win on three. One, two, three. I feel that
6: cheer. Well, that fresh cut grass I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle, listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall They didn't let just stand Every ounce of heart and sweat and blood To get the widows Game day jerseys Down the hall Kings of the school schoolmen Where the boys are fall
3: Welcome back, everybody, a little shorter version there of Kenny Chesney's Boys of Fall here. The intro is what I wanted you to hear the most of here, but I also gave us a chance to bring in one of the big men who are going to be doing some big things in a region up there in the PD, Columbia, I'm not sure if it's that hybrid area, but this kid is putting in the work, and he's doing it in big-time fashion, without further ado, we head over to the 10th farm, so you can find the guys on the web at timfarm.com. but you can find... The big man, Hayden Vasquez, right now in center, of course. Uh, what's up, Hayden? How's life over there in center, buddy? Looking good. How about yourself? Good, man. I tell you, i looking good. I watched you Saturday in Columbia up there, Ben Lippin, man. I tell you, you've been, uh, you, you know a little bit about playing quarterback, and you know a heck of a lot about swinging it down the football field, man. You look good, man. You're putting in a lot of work with one of the great ones, uh, Coach Robinson. I can tell.
8: Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: Hey, tell us, man, uh, I grew up in Myrtle Beach. Uh, you and I haven't had a chance to catch up a little bit. So going uh, to Soccer, I'm very familiar with Sumter High School and a lot of the coaches that uh, we actually had a chance to pick up uh, during my junior year, the transfer or sophomore year that came over from this side. But you guys at Sumter have always had dudes, man. A lot of defensive ends have come out of there, a lot of quarterbacks, running backs. The tradition is very, very good over there. Tell us, what is it about Sumter High School and uh, the athletes that you
8: guys just keep pumping out year after year like yourself? Yeah, we definitely have a lot of talent down here in Sumter. I mean, the coaching staff, I, I think they do a pretty good job of developing us too. So that's one of the bigger parts. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just – we have a lot of good guys. We lost a few guys last year, but we have a lot of guys coming up that ready to fill the position, so –
3: well, I see here, of course, you're hundred five 205 pounds. I got to be honest with you, Aiden, you look a little bigger than that. Watch you ball out on Saturday. Uh, of course, uh, you're putting in all the work. You're doing some seven-on-seven. Seven. It looks like the outlaws as well. Doing some other things with the elite group, like I mentioned. How much has these camps helped you since we haven't had practice, since you guys haven't had the opportunity to work with your team?
8: Yeah, like you said, we haven't had a chance to really get together as a team yet. So, I mean – Getting together in these um, camps and just giving me a chance to get together with some guys, have fun, throw the ball, and just swing it.
3: We're live right now down in Sumter, South Carolina. Sumter High School's own quarterback, six foot one, two hundred five pounder, Hayden Bachwitz. I think he's one of the best in the state. Definitely out of his class of twenty twenty one. I gave him a vote in one of the recent polls that came out in the Upstate. And uh, I expect you to continue to do the big things, man. But let's talk about this team. You're coming back, and whether you play in September or you play it in January, I know you're ready to ball out, man. Tell us a little bit about this team and, and the outlook of uh, the Gamecocks as you guys are looking to do some big things here in your senior season.
8: Yeah, like I said, we lost a, a few key players on both sides of the ball. Um, but, I mean, we have we have a lot of good guys coming up. Ready to fill the positions and fill the spots, but so, I mean we haven't really got together as a team yet, unfortunately because the um the virus. But we're still getting together as, as guys, just getting together and trying to work out and just keep keeping the bond together as a team.
3: Now, of course, a lot of teams were stopped. Did you guys ever get a chance when they finally opened you guys back up from that March shutdown? I, I know a lot of guys in Orange County did not get that. Georgetown County did not. But how about you guys in the county that you're in over there in Sumter, man, Were you guys, have y'all been able to work out at all in any phases of the game since the shutdown in March?
8: No, sir, we have not.
3: That's a big difference, man, because there's a lot of guys, a lot of teams that are getting after, man, here. You guys are unable to do that, man. Wow. We're going to put that down uh, here on our notes. But so when you look at it, working with a guy like coach Ramon, man, you, you know, the dudes he's put in, he just had a young man from rim. He's, you know, got him a state championship. You know the gentleman, I'm sure you work out with a young man over at Myrtle Beach. Uh, there's just a lot of dudes all around the state. What does it mean to you to be a part of that huge group over there with uh, Coach Robinson and all of his dudes that you guys get together Monday through Sunday sometimes?
8: Yeah, he's definitely um, definitely one of the top guys, top instructors in the state, probably in the nation as well. Um, a lot of good guys come out of there. He um, he promotes his guy. He does a really good job of prom- promoting his guys. So yeah, he um I've been working with him for about two, two, three years. And he's he's definitely helped me become a better player and um a better man as well.
3: My god is you're doing big things live right now in Sumter, South Carolina, with their quarterback, six foot one, two hundred five pounds. Hayden Vasquez joins us here on the Sanford Hotlines Hotlines on a Sunday evening. Like I mentioned, you went to one camp on Sunday – excuse me, last Saturday. We've got another one coming up in Charlotte on the 31st. Have you made plans? Are you making that road trip to Charlotte here in a couple weeks?
8: Yes, sir. I'm planning to.
3: What do you get out of these camps, man? I mean, so far, you know, I've been a part of that one with you a couple weeks or last weekend, but, but what did you get out of this past camp and do you set new goals as you get through each camp, kind of like you would a game during the season?
8: I mean, really the goal is just to have fun. I mean, right now there's a lot of things that's holding people back. You know, it's hard to have fun, and that's the biggest key in sports, just to have fun and enjoy what you're doing. So, I mean, having fun is really the biggest thing. Um, then again, getting together with the guys, just throwing the balls. I mean, getting the reps and stuff, that's really a big part, too. Now, talking about getting
3: some reps, let's go back to the game GameCard crew that you're going to be surrounded by here in this senior season for you, man. Tell me about some big playmakers on the offense and then jump to the defense. Who do I need to keep an eye on when the lights cut on Friday night, whether it be September or January?
8: Big 2-6, Nathan Harris, running back. That's the big guy right there.
3: Mr. Harris, I like that. How about on the defense, man? You guys got anybody? Because usually that defensive end is always produce some ballers, man. You guys got anybody on the defensive side that's going to cause some havoc on that offense?
8: Oh yeah, we have a lot of D- big Power Five D one guys on defense this year. With Justice Boom, Miles Capers, uh, Deshaun McKnight, a lot of guys.
3: And we actually had Justice Boom. I was I was hoping you were going to say his name. He came in here a couple of weeks ago, and he's heading to Florida, by the way, uh, to be a Gator here soon. How about yourself, man? I, I know you got some options. You got a lot of things going. How's recruiting going for you? And how hard has it been with this new system? of shutting it down, kind of having to send your own film. I know Coach Robinson's helping you, your head coaches and your position coaches are helping you. But talk to us about, from a senior point of view this year, man, with recruiting, you know, what are the highs and lows and what are you seeing that
8: you enjoy and
3: some of the toughest spots for you so far in this
7: process?
8: Right. The, um, the virus has really held things back a lot. But, I mean, currently I am stand with two offers. I'm just I'm waiting to see who else knocks, comes knocking on the door. So I'm still putting in the work and um, just keeping my head down and grinding. That's really the only thing you can do at this point.
3: No doubt about it. As you're wrapping up your uh, your four years in high school, ready to take the next step. You got anybody you kind of you got a top three or anything? I don't know if you want to get it out there or not. You got any, anybody you're leaning into as your 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 top three in the college as, at this point? Um, Not yet. Undecided. I'll tell you what, man, if you ever want to come out here and and, and let us know, man, we'd love to have it broadcasted live. If you want to commit with us, that'd be great. But other than that, I do want to say this, man, keep putting in that work, keep doing the things you're doing. When you get to college, have you decided any majors or the education direction? Because again, you're gonna go play the football. We know that. That's not a question, is uh what major? You got you got anything education wise that you're looking at?
8: Um, I'm planning to major in business just 'cause I like I like being my own boss, you know. And um yeah, probably real estate or construction, something like that. something along those lines.
4: There you go. Well real
3: we'll estate would we'll do you well on the Grand Strand. I'm sure it does you well in the Columbia area and temper as well. Uh I do appreciate you catching up. I know you're traveling a lot here, got a lot going on, Aiden. I'll catch up with you on the thirty first. We're actually gonna do a live show, so come on by and put a headset on, man. You can talk to us, you can break down some of the guys that are that are putting in the work, man. You kind of tell me what you see and we'll debate a little bit, man. But as always, we appreciate what you do to entertain us on Friday nights. Thanks for all the hard work you're putting in. And you're a role model a lot of those young kids in that town, man. So keep doing the right thing. They're watching you. I appreciate you, buddy. God bless
8: you. Yes, sir, you too. Thank you for having
3: me. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, there you go. We're in Sumter, South Carolina. That's our Sumter Yankee Visit number two, because like you mentioned, we had a young man join us just a couple of weeks ago, and now we get in here with the big man, Aiden Vasquez. He is six one, two hundred five 205 pounds. He's got options. He's got opportunities, and he will be playing college football in the fall of 2022, Eugene. I'm going to bring you back in here, but you heard, you know, the positive. You heard have fun, right? I mean, I think that's where the kids, sometimes they get wrapped up in these offers and these opportunities, and they forget, hey, just go out there and have football, man. That's what's going to get you, you know, the scholarship is go out there like it's just another day at the office and have some fun, right, Eugene?
4: Yeah, no doubt, and and a lot of college coaches, you know, I've seen in recruiting visits where they ask a player, you know, that they're recruiting or, or interested in, it's like, you know, what do you like about the sport? You know, if they don't hear a kid likes to have fun and just wants to compete and play, it's kind of, you know, well, you know, this it becomes a business or a job at the next level. So if you're not having fun, you ha and hate your job. They probably think, you know, well, maybe this guy's got not going to stick it out for four years if they already don't like it. They already don't, you know, see it as something they enjoy doing because it's such a, a time um, commitment at the next level, you know, it, and it is in high school as well, you know, but here's a young man who goes out and not only plays for his team, he puts in extra, extra work with his training, and he's got one of the best trainers in the country. And, you know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen the videos with, uh, you know, Ramon's got him tied to these long rubber bands and makes him run backwards and throw the ball and this, that, and the other. And, you know, so if he's not enjoying it, if he's not loving the game, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, not going to be a good fit for him long-term. But, you know, here's a young man that just loves to have a ball in his hands. He loves it. Like he said, he loves these camps because, you know, COVID, the virus has shut down, you know, working with his team and things like that. So, you know, he's trying to put together, you know, some some individual workouts with his teammates and, go, and enjoys going to these camps. And like he said, it gives me a chance to fling it around with some guys. And, you know, it just sounds like that's something that, you know, this young man just loves to do. He loves to spin that ball. and. You know, he obviously has a good career direction and something that he's interested in. And, you know, fortunately for him, a lot of schools will offer those degrees. So, like you said, he's just going to keep his head down, keep grinding, keep working, see where the offers lead him because, you know, I think he's got the talent. Obviously, he's got two offers, he says, and uh, we'll see. There's probably going to be some more coming his way. You know, I wish the best of luck to the young man, but he's definitely putting in the work and enjoys what he's doing.
3: Yeah, and he's got one of the great trainers there working with him, and of course, Ramon Robinson is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes, so if you stay tight, uh, we'll check in with that quarterback guru, the guy who is the quarterback whisperer in the state of South Carolina. He's also nibble-dabbled in other states and doing great things around the country, so we're hoping to catch up with Coach here in in just a minute. I'm going to ask him about the one man that he had uh, in his workout in the upstate. Uh, I'm not saying they were practicing with snakes, but I did see a video with a snake in it, so you know, again, if you can handle a snake and get quick feet, hey, whatever it takes, uh, you know, at the end of the day. But uh, when you look at the work, the body of work, that you see his quarterback and what they're able to do, not only with, with the way that they sling that through, through the air, but you watch their feet, you watch their heads, you watch their body language, it's confidence. I think that's what he teaches almost everything because I've watched – all the way to Mr. Berger up there, and murder beats this young cat that took over for a, a well-known kid that ended up going to University of South Carolina in a state championship game, by the way. And Mr. Doty, Murder comes in like he's been doing this thing for years. I mean, and talks him on the radio. He, he interviews well. So I'm not sure that's part of their drill either. But everybody that comes in here that goes through that EPT, Pre-Elite Quarterback Academy, trust and believe me, these guys are, are, are some... Five star guys. And matter of fact, even the quarterback from Red that we had in here, he did an incredible job, Mr. Owens. I thought he did a smash up job. And without further ado, we are gonna head to that quarterback whisper. The guru of them all, Ramon Robinson. What's up, coach? How you doing? Good man. I'm not tired. I bet you're hot, tired. You've been throwing footballs or at least watching footballs for the last three or four days, it looks like.
13: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, been uh been out here. This is my weekend and the uh, you know, Oregon, the PD area, and um, man, just out here, that sun has been a monster, brother. But uh, it's football weather, and, uh, it, you know, if these kids going to play this year, this is uh, the perfect opportunity for them to to get ready for it, whether they're training or just conditioning.
3: But uh, it's been a hot few days, brother. <laughs> well, I saw you at Myrtle Beach with Berger, the young quarterback coming up. Uh, well, he's not young anymore. I think he's cut his teeth in the state championship last year. And it was kind of interesting for you because you're watching two quarterbacks that you train one over there. Mr. Owens at Ren, going against Mr. Berger over at Myrtle beach. And both of these guys were, were balling out one guy, of course, is setting records. The other guys setting records as being a young guy coming in, doing big things, but, uh, watching what he was doing this weekend up in Myrtle beach, that, uh, Mr. Berger, the quarterback, man, this kid is seems like he's just gotten twice as good as he was. And he was already looking good this time last year. Well, I'll
13: tell you what, man, he's, um, you know, that was a big
3: step he had to make uh, in regards to uh,
13: taking over for a guy like Luke Doty. We all know who Luke Doty is and what he brings to the table. But for him to step in in that, in that type of environment and, you know, and and especially in the playoffs, it's not like he stepped in in the middle of the season. He stepped in with a heat, with everybody, everybody team rolling. They're hot. They're hitting on all cylinders. And he was able to step in there and continue to, you know, to keep the team to rolling especially with all the talent that they had around. And that was a big step for him for his maturity. You know, he got through into the fire and he responded. And, you know, now he's, man, last year, I think he played in that state championship probably at right at six foot. He's probably paid at probably 130, 140 pounds. You know, right now, Ryan is pushing 6'3", pushing 6'3", probably done gained another 15, 10 to 15 pounds, man. And he's just, he's looking good, spinning the ball very well. And he's just looking forward to the you know next opportunity, you know that, that comes his way. And especially you know during this COVID time, and, and you know it kind of put a a hold on a lot of things when it came to recruiting. And a lot of schools wanted to see him. And I think you know if it wasn't for the COVID, and I know for the fact that if it wasn't for COVID hitting, he'd have been have picked up a couple offers. But you know it, it's going to come. You know it's going to be a time and place for everything, but it's going to come. He just got to stay hungry, and you know humble and hungry, and just continues to develop. And that's the main thing about training athletes and, and doing things like that and even kids that themselves that if you're going to train with someone make sure that you're developing you know make sure you're you're sharpening your craft and not just training and 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 like i told you before i'm I, I say training yeah my my company name is elite position training but i hate the word training now it's just that because anybody can go train they can go in the yard and train with a, a sister or brother and, and people call it training and all training ain't good training you know you can pick up bad habits that's if no one is there to correct you to do the right things. And I, I look more so to call me an instructor because I like to develop that skill set, develop the mind in regards to being able to handle it mentally and physically when it comes to the game of football.
3: We're live right now with the one and only Coach Ramon Robinson as he does great things with a lot of our young athletes here in the low country all the way up to the Grand Strand and throughout the state, Midland, what State, you name it. He trains them and gets them ready. We just had, by the way, Hayden Vasquez. Just joined us, man. This kid, his number says six one two five, Coach. But I'm not thinking that at all. I saw him a couple of, like, last Saturday in Columbia, and he looked a little bit bigger. But, man, his arm strength, it seems like he got three times as fast than this time last year. Yeah, he is. I'm,
13: and I'm going to say something, man, with that kid, man. He's, uh,
3: that's
13: like, you know, that's one of the main reasons I, I got into the business, you know, regardless of my success playing the game on all levels, is just to to be able to have guys. Like the Hayden Vasquez and other quarterbacks in the state, man. To where I really feel like this kid is being overseen by all means. And yeah, I know a lot of coaches don't like left-handed quarterbacks because they've been more, of, you know, finesse doors, pushers, you know, ball placing guys, and and not being able to stretch the ball down the field. But I'm gonna tell you something with him. That's not that's not him. He he don't have any limitations when it comes to his game for us and making the throws, man. He that kid has developed week in and week out, he's hungry to get better and do that thing and you know what I'm saying, he's been combo training and I'm not going to take, I'm not he's been training with me, he trains with Perry when he's not with me, he's with Perry vice versa and he's just been developing on all cylinders man and you know and I'm not just going to sit here and take the credit for all of his development because he does work with Perry and at the same time you know, the kid is doing what he's supposed to do when he goes to each one of them, he's very respectful and he's hungry and he and like I said before, i he has offers, but I'm looking for him, and I consider him a FCS Division One kid and a lower Division One kid. To where I just feel like if a team comes off and pulls the trigger, they have yet to see the true potential of what this kid can do and bring to a team. No doubt
3: about it. We're breaking down the gentleman who we just spoke to from Sumter, South Carolina, six one two zero five. Hayden Backway. He trains with a bunch of dudes, but he trains with his dude, Mr. Ramon Robinson, the coach, the quarterback whisperer here. The Southern Sports Central loves to get in here and talk to him about some football. Coach, before we talk about this big event that we're going to be broadcasting live, and I'm looking forward to catching up with you in Charlotte here on the 31st, man. What was it about a month ago that you guys had a kid that had no fear? I mean, no fear at all. So worried about a defensive guy coming around the end wasn't even thought. But I saw him pick up a snake bare hands and toss it into the woods, man. What was that about?
13: Man, look here, bro. Hey. <laughs> hey, I may call myself a little brave and a little crazy, man. But look here, I don't... I don't like no snakes, man. (laughs) When I saw it, I don't care. They say, oh, black snakes are harmless. Man, look here. A snake is a snake to me. Hey, get it out around me me. So, man, look here. I walked over to the car. I was looking for, I forgot what I was looking for in my car. Something to hit it with. I know that much. And make a long story short, the kid's mom was sitting in the car, and she was just like, if you tell him, I forgot the kid's name. If you tell him, he'll go up there and snatch it up. I said, well, okay, then. Well, I went around and told the kid. Next thing you know, he walked over there. Grabbed it by the tail and 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 the rest is history, man. I said, boy, this is a crazy boy. Yeah, I'm glad he's playing linebacker, <laughs>
0: but you know he plays he plays
13: for he plays for Dorman High School. Plays for Dorman High School, you know. But
3: yeah, yeah. when he got there, I, did, that, I,
13: man, I did
3: the same. <laughs> Now, when you start looking at these things here, coach, and again with the high school shutdown in March, and and even finding out from. From, from Hayden there, these guys haven't even picked up a football since March, right? Because while some schools are still practicing today, some schools only practice for a few days. And yet here, Horry County, and it seems like in the Sumter area, and even in the Georgetown County, there's not even practicing at all since March. What's your thought as far as being around? Again, you played your college ball over there at Benedict College. We're going to talk some college before I get you out here too, because it looks like those guys aren't going to be playing in the fall as well. But when it comes down to these guys and you've been able to work out how is the mindset of the guys that are working out and the guys that haven't been working out with their football team? Well, you know, it's,
13: it's the guys that's, that's been working out. I mean, it's 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 frustrating for both. The guys that are working with me and the guys that – well, let me say this here. All the guys are working. It's just that some are training. Some are able to go train with their high school. Some are not. It's frustrating for, for the both of them. It's kind of it's hit or miss. One minute. One is training on – I mean, not training, but practicing on a regular. And the next thing you know, that county shut it down. And then you got this kid. His county is training. I mean, you know, with the team, back to training with the team. Then all of a sudden, next thing you know, everything is shut down. So, it's kind of been very frustrating for the kids. And, you know, it just kind of – I think the training and being able to train and the people asking me How's it been to be able to train. Well, during this time here, this is when I do more my, my – Individual and semi-group sessions, to where I can keep it at a minimum. You know, I don't do a lot of big group sessions anymore, especially during this time. You know what I'm saying? And so it's kind of it's kind of been good to keep the kids' minds motivated and letting them know that yeah, we're going to make it there. We're going to play. You're going to play. So just just think about it. control what you control right now, and that's continuing to get yourself prepared for the season. And that's the thing about it with all this stuff, man. It's like it's it's kind of like it's kind of like being a free agent. In professional football or basketball or whatever you play it's one of those things where you got to continue to grind and grind and grind regardless of if you're getting a check from whatever sport that you're trying to be a professional in. at the end of the day when they make that call and say hey it's time to go you got to be ready to go and that's where kids i'm dealing with the kids from from my high school kids to my college kids to my pro guys to where they have to be ready and that's where this training comes in. You can't just be sitting at home playing the video games, moping. Hey, man, this is a nice play right here. No, man. You know, perfect perfect your craft by getting out there and doing the things. Whether If you don't feel comfortable going to a trainer and, and, and being in this vicinity, guess what? Do it on your own. But get out there and push yourself to be ready when that time comes because when that number is called, and when your high school coach call, your college coach call, or that professional team calls and say, hey, it's time to roll, you got to be ready to roll. And that's where I come in and continue to keep the kids motivated in regards to doing what they're doing and perfecting their craft. We're live
3: right now with one and only Coach Ramon Robinson. He is, of course, the founder of Elite Positioning Training, (EPT) and Pre-Elite Quarterback Academy as he's continuing to take guys and teaching not only on the field but off the field how to handle things, and you've seen his success. Just ask to look at that resume. One of those guys, by the way, was Kelly Bryant, coach. Before we talk about this Carolina experience coming up on the thirty-first, I do appreciate you getting this Kelly in here with us. Uh, uh, back in, I believe, January, February. How's he doing? How's life happening with him with this whole COVID thing? And of course, the draft was a little bit different than what we've ever seen it before.
1: Yeah, it was a
13: little bit different, and you know, um, you know, uh, some things happened in the draft with a team that was really locked in on him. And and, and uh, they ended up signing a big-time veteran. And I think we can kind of realize who that is. And that kind of just – that threw things – that threw a monkey wrench into everything. And it was a lot of free agent deals that, that uh, came, at them, came at him after the draft. But a lot of them didn't make sense when you're talking about teams that have four or five quarterbacks, especially with this pandemic that's going on with the things and to where they done cut down preseason games. And rookie guys like – you know the guys that got drafted and free agents and guys like Kelly. You know you can have limited time to showcase your ability. Just with them cutting down, they took away two preseason games. And you know mm-hmm. basically right now, man, he's just staying fine-tuned and sharp. And and um, he's he's found a team. He just hasn't announced it. I mean, he found a team. He's he's going to sign. He's he's basically he's committed to it. He just hasn't put it out there. And I'm not going to steal his joy. That's that's his thing to do. And when, it's just, when he wants to put it out there, he's going to put it out there. But right now, um, he's doing fine. And he's spinning the ball, staying in shape, just doing the things that I like. I said earlier in regards to is that's just staying in shape, staying mentally and physically ready. Because when they make when they when they say okay, it's on, it's going to be on, you know. And I give an example that's just like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, the last time I was down, it was like, oh, going on three weeks ago. Um, I was in Myrtle Beach and Mason, Mason. Was uh, you know, just training, doing what he got to do. All of a sudden, ECU said, "Hey, you got to be here on Tuesday." You know, coach, what I got to do? I said, "Hey, it's exactly what I told you. Hey, when they call, it's time to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't no time of <laughs> oh, I got to do this, I got to do that." And I say, "No, man, it's just a matter. You have to be ready when your time when your time comes, and when they dial your number, and they make that call and say, Hey, hey, son, hey, miss, it's time for y'all to report.'" And that was that was a prime example of him and he stayed in shape. He gave me a call. He's doing very well. And you know, I talked to Luke. Luke's doing very well, along with others. But I'm just saying those guys is in that area. But, you know, when it, when it happened, it was just it, it, it went right in line with what we talked about for in regards to staying motivated and continue to work out, whether you're working with a trainer, you're working with yourself. And that was the moment when I was just like, What did I tell you? Didn't I say stay ready? He's like, Yes, sir. I said, You ready? Go on, handle your business. It's time to go. Bye bye. See you later. Let me know how you're doing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but that, that's part of the thank that's you. part of the sports game, man. It's just a matter of being ready. You know, it's just like the backup quarterback. Somebody get hurt, guess what? You the next man in line. You got to be ready. Get out the game. Yeah, no. Doubt. Now,
3: Coach, talking about getting ready. We are ready to take that trip with you. And of course we had uh Coach Chico in here with us uh in uh, chachi, last chachi, week. Chachi, chachi. Chachi. Yep. Chachi. Yeah, I apologize. thank you. As he um he had us in <laughs> He's going to give me some mess on that one. But nevertheless, he doing this last week. We talked to his coach, and he uh, told us about the greatest things that you guys are going to be doing. There's so much talent that it's going to be teaching these young men and working with these young men. But they're, with all the instructors and everything and some guys that have all of y'all have played in somewhat of a league, and y'all have done great things, but you're coming back. And we're all going to be doing it together there on the 31st. Tell us a little bit about it from the quarterback point of view and just your side of things. I know you've had your hands. In the middle of this as well, this event that's coming up on Friday, July 31st. And, by the way, Coach, before you start, uh, I've done all I can do. I'm going to continue to push it until you guys tell me you put a cap on it. But I think you're going to be pleased with the turnout from the state of South Carolina. Oh, yeah,
13: we are. I mean, you know, this event, um, as you know, we usually did our annual EPT football skill showcase. But, granted, it was during the springtime. And we usually did it in May during the recruiting period to where we could, you know, use our contacts with a lot of the division two, division one AA coaches and division three schools as well and junior colleges to where we we, we invited a man in to look at the kids because of course every kid is not gonna get the opportunity to go play power five football or even lower FPS football. And at the same time we wanted to make sure we dotted all our I's and crossed all our Ts in regards to when we're doing showcases, letting them be beneficial, you know, and and that's where we come in and we educate the parents on and some people might not like what we have to say, but it's just that, you know, just stop doing camps just to do camps. Do camps that's geared towards college's attention. You got what I'm saying? Do it towards, yes, especially when you're a high school kid, do it when it's geared towards, you know, your your the Nike University. You're not trying to go to the Under Armour University. You're not trying to go to Adidas University. But I'm not saying that to be funny, but that's just oh. real. It's just that do things that are geared towards being able to help you get recruited and, and college coaches pay attention. There's certain things that they pay attention to and they don't, and that and some that they do. And it's just that we missed our camp during this time, and we wasn't pressing trying to continue to do it and do it and do it, but we always kept in touch and talked about it. Carolina Exposure missed theirs. we always been in support of doing theirs, and they, they support ours, and we, we all know each other. We're all are in the same circle. So it just basically got to the point of, We sat down and we just kept brainstorming and brainstorming with elite marketing. And then at the same time, we just came together, came together and said, Hey, we all missed our dates. How about we just come together, put the camp together and let's do it this way. You know, let's brainstorm and see how we can do something that's pretty much haven't been done before. And we're going to do it the right way. We're not camp guys. We just do showcase. And I think that I saw years ago that needed to be done for the state of South Carolina in regards to getting kids' attention, you know, for coaches, getting kids' attention to be scouted and looked at. And now this is the opportunity to put it on another level when we're coming in and we're going to be live broadcasting it. No, no fraud, what we're doing, what we say we're going to do on paper, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to run a camp, and it's going to be, it's going to be good. I, I just know that it's going to be televised. We're going to have cameras everywhere. And it's going to be video, and the guys are going to – the coach is going to be able to live stream it and watch it live and watch these kids, and they're going to know them by number, who they are. Quarterbacks are going to be in different color jerseys. So you're going to be able to identify who these guys are. Every position has a different color. So you're going to be able to identify what positions are who and what kid is who, and we're going to run it just like we're running a college pro day for the professional scouts. You got what I'm saying? Each kid is going to have throws that they're going to make. And the quarterbacks are going to be there from 12 to 5 and 12 to the – we're going to be one group that's going to be there the entire camp. And they're going to have plenty of times, plenty of throws. You know, there's not going to be any complaining about, hey, I ain't get enough throws. If you don't get enough throws, it's because you ain't trying to be seen. Okay? And I done seen, I done seen it plenty of times. Kids started in front and they end up in the back. You know, and this is, like I said before, this is an opportunity for in front of limelight you know, in front of college coaches to where they can be live streaming and it's, and it's illegal for them to do it. And we're not saying college coaches are there. That's where we're going to get that corrected. No one ever said college coaches were being attendance. We do know what we're doing. We've been doing it for a while, and therefore we know the periods of where coaches can get out. Even if we did have a camp, Division One coaches couldn't be there no way. But Division One right. SES coaches can. You got me? So – That's what we're doing at live stream to where nobody is going to be left out when it comes to being able to see the talent that's in the Carolinas. And it's not just limited to the kids in the Carolinas. Anybody can come from across the country. If you you want an opportunity to compete with some of the best kids, come and do that. But at the same time, we're putting together a great camp, and we're looking forward to it, and we appreciate everything that you're going to be doing, along with others that come out there to scout the kids and to put these kids out here on the map.
3: No doubt, that of course, that camp's going to be taking place July 31st on a Friday. We'll be up there Thursday night. We'll broadcast live at the event. We're looking forward to it because not just the studs that are going to come and participate and be a part of the showcase, how about the instructors? Man, I'm telling you, these guys, just like our coach on right here with us, Coach Ramon Robinson, it's, I mean, they're specialists in every position. You heard it, quarterbacks, you've been asking me, inboxing me, when do you go? He just told you, if you're a quarterback, Just plan on being there all day anyways. But quite frankly, you should be there early anyways. If they get you there late, at least you're there. You're not getting out of the car. You're already stretched out. Prepare to be successful. It's all in preparation. Again, you're not coaching. You're not playing at your high school, even in the state of South Carolina. They're not getting their stuff together until mid-August. So you need to get some numbers. You need to get some work. These guys are giving you the opportunity take advantage of it. coach. On behalf of all of us, buddy, you're always first class. You always come in. You always help us out. You make us sound a lot more educated. We appreciate what you're doing, buddy, and I uh, look forward to talking to you before, but definitely seeing you on 31st.
13: I appreciate you, man, and looking forward to seeing you next Friday.
3: You got it. Hey, real quick, if they're looking for questions and they need answers, uh, what's the easiest way to catch you, Coach?
13: Uh, you can call me personally, 864-437-3391. That's my personal business line, or you can look me up on Twitter, at Robinson underscore Ramon, or you can go to IG, QB Coach, RR17, Facebook, Coach Dash, Ramon Robinson.
3: Man, he's nailed it all, man. Coach, as always, God bless. Take care. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you sooner. Thanks again, Coach. All right.
13: You take care.
3: Yes, sir. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, always a pleasure to catch up with these guys that give up the hours. I mean, he lives in the upstate, but, my God, he – I hope he uh, gets paid by the miles. and because uh, he burns the miles. He's been on the uh, the coast up there in Myrtle Beach all weekend. He headed up, of course, uh, to uh, work out with Hayden uh, Vasquez just uh, today, if I'm not mistaken. But we do got to go to break because when we come back, well, it's time to head to Buford, South Carolina, where we'll check in here with Mr. DePaz, Daryl DePaz. He's a defensive back. He's part of that class of 2023 and I'm going to tell you something, down there in Buford, these guys got some ballers, and they're all over the field, but that class of 2023 is loaded. We're going to catch up with him and also a guy that spends a lot of time with him and trains him. That's Coach Christopher Danzler He's part of that extra mile club down there in the low country. Don't go anywhere. This is Southern Sports Central. Coming back, we're heading to Buford. Don't go anywhere. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Helme. Coming to you live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios here in Somerville, South Carolina. This segment brought to you by our friends over there at, well, Gurns Pharmacy, 140 South Main Street. That's downtown Somerville. You can find them on the web at com or you can give them a shout, 843-873-2531. Let's take the bus, open the door, bring them in down there in Beaufort, South Carolina. Mr. DePass joins us. What's up, buddy? What's up? How you doing? Know? We're doing good, man. So you've been working hard, brother. I see a lot of film. Your uh your coach down there, Coach Danzler with the extra mile of uh, Mo- Extra Mile Club of the Low Country. Uh, of course uh, putting this all together for us. So I want to thank him uh for doing this, uh, man. But I got a chance to meet you if I'm not mistaken, last week in Columbia, right? Yes, sir. I told you. I told you that day Saturday. I said, Man, I'm gonna get you in here on the radio, we're talking talk some football. You got some big dudes around you. I thought it was a nice team effort. Buford hanging out with the guys from Wells Branch. I guess you guys do get along after all, but uh, let's talk about that camp, man. Let's go back to that infinity football camp. What did you take out of that camp? I saw you putting in a lot of work. You were putting in your foot drills. You got a lot of things out of it. But from your point of view, again, what did you get out of it and, and, and all the things that when you walked out of there, what did what, you feel the best about?
14: Um, The little details and the uh... – sinking my hips. I, was, I went in as a receiver at that camp, you know, sinking my hips. A lot of little details I took from there and added it to my game. You know, uh, as a DB, you got to be able to go up and get the ball, so that's why I like to play receiver a lot, you know, to help me with that. And um, just competing
3: made me feel great. Now you talked about you went in here, uh, Daryl, and, and went in as a receiver. How much has that helped you as a defensive back? If you're working with receivers, it's kind of like working with the enemy and you're because you are a very well-known yeah. kid. Over there in the defensive backfield, you're you're highly ranked. You're highly recruited. You're highly looked at down there in Buford and around the state to do some big things for that class of 2023. But but does it help you a little bit working with receivers as far as learning that position a little bit more so that you kind of get in the mindset when you're on the other side of the ball? For
14: sure. Um, for sure. Uh, you know, I'm going to get the ball, uh, trying to uh, detect routes before the snap, you know,
3: it's a lot of different things. So, of course, you, we went to that camp. Now, I noticed that you've made a few other camps. Uh, talk to us about the camp experience because, uh, you know, to me, when you guys aren't practicing down there in Beaufort High School and you're not able to work with your team, and, again, you, you like to have guys like Coach Danzer down there with that extra mouth club that you guys are putting in the work. And we actually had a couple of your teammates in here last week, joined us on Tuesday. You know, how, how much does, has that helped you And this, how cool is it to work with guys from other high schools, man? It's different work ethics, working around each other, but the same, I would say, goal, in that is to get better.
14: Yes, sir. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, we always talk trash to each other, but it's all love. Um, it's great, you know, going to camps. Just I, I love competing. I love seeing other kids my age and older, trying to, you know, just make sure everybody knows about me.
3: Now, of course, Buford down there in the lower part of the Lowcountry, by the way, you guys are putting out some big kids and doing some big things. How about your teammate down there, Eamon, man? This kid is a beast. I, I, I thought I saw him pick up a small car and call it. It was just a large tire. But nevertheless, how much do you try to utilize an opportunity for a young man who you know he's going to put in a lot of work? Do you ever try to buddy up with him when it comes to the working out part of it, trying to outwork him, try to outstrength him, try to kind of step above and say, hey, man, you might be big, man, but you can't keep up with me.
14: Oh, that's how it always goes everybody down here. You know, we always try to
3: outwork each other, just
14: make each other better.
3: It, it, you know, it's ongoing. Now, you got another camp coming up here, I believe, on the 31st. And if I'm standing correctly, Coach Danzler said you guys uh, that I met there in Columbia are going to be taking that road trip up to Charlotte. Now, here's the good thing for you, being a defensive back guy. There's actually going to be some good defensive back uh, coaches and, and, and trainers up in that area. One of them we actually had – on the show last week uh, when you go to Charlotte what what position are you going to sign up for and does it have an ability for you to work with receivers and defensive backs or just to get specific when it came down to this camp
14: um i'm most definitely going in for DV. so uh, that's DV, kind of the yeah. only way
3: is that kind of that kind of the lean you're kind of going into cuz i did look at your charts and i've seen some of your film that the coaches have sent me, man, and it seems like you can play both sides of the ball. When you're at Buford, is there a lot of both sides of the ball? I know you guys down there play a lot of great competition, but do you have a chance to do receiver and DB?
14: Uh, most definitely. Um, we didn't do it this year. My team needed me more at DB. I'm pretty good at. I'm. I'm. I'm really good at DB. Uh, but I feel like I could be a quarterback's biggest fear and a quarterback's best friend at the same time. So. I like
3: that confidence, brother. I like that confidence, man. I tell you what, you you keep doing that. You keep believing that. You keep moving that direction, brother. Because I tell you what, it's contagious. And uh, when you have that killer instinct, brother, there's certain things we could teach you to do as an athlete, but that uh, that mindset right there, man, that's usually and and you've learned this at your younger age. And I think you're a lot more mature in the football field than, than a lot of guys at your age and definitely of your class. That you realize that football's a mind game, brother. And it, it, by all means. You you figured that out early, man. who so far as a defensive back last year, who was the one guy that you went against that uh was probably the hardest guy to cover, who was the biggest man, and I got a feeling who you're gonna say, but I wanna give you time to say it. But who was the biggest wide receiver you covered last year?
14: Um, we talking about other teams or on my team. Yeah,
3: other teams, yeah. No no not on your team. A uh, guy that you would have covered on a
14: Friday uh, night. Biggest. Um one of the hardest dudes for me to guard was, I think, is number one from Valdosta. Really good receiver. And that's got to be pretty neat uh, for you
3: guys because the region you're in, you guys are able to dig down into Georgia a little bit, right? Because of the way you guys are located yes. down on the lower side of South Carolina. How cool is that for you to to not just stick to the Carolina, the South Carolina teams? You're able to go into Valdosta, which, by the way, you guys that are football fans on Friday nights know that Valdosta puts out a lot of talent, right?
4: Yes, sir. So,
3: tell me about uh, one of your biggest highlights. Something so far at this point that you will remember from your season last year that kind of was your standout game, your standout moment. You know, what did you do? Who were you playing against? And uh, how did the game end up?
14: So, um, a lot of my highlights were just, you know, me jamming a bunch of receivers out of bounds. but uh, Because a bunch of quarterbacks stopped throwing the ball my way after they figured out I wasn't going for it. But one of my biggest and uh, best highlights that I'll never forget in games was when we played May River. Uh I was guarding this big uh they have they have a tight end, a big tight end. Um I was uh we was in I think we was in cover three and my receiver ran a slant so it was nobody testing me deep so I broke on the slant and then it so happened to be the tight end there trying to catch a little hitch route and I came low on my shoulder and I blew him up in my uh safety. He caught a
3: pick me ran it back for six. Nice. I like that man. See you can already tell now this young man for you guys who don't know, we're going to get him to check in on his height and his weight and his weight room uh, performance. But uh, he is down there at Buford High School. He is, of course, uh, Mr. Daryl DePath, who is a defensive back class of 2023. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Daryl, you guys got a lot of dudes in that class of 2023, man. So, quick, before we get you out of here, how tall are you, again, and how much do you weigh and what's your strongest – I'd say what's your strongest asset in the weight room?
14: Um, I am 5'11". 162, around 155. I bounce up and down. Uh, bench 255 right now, 245. Went 245 at school, but 255 with Coach Dansler. Hopefully, I can go do that at school again whenever we go back in the weight room. I don't really, I didn't, uh, didn't never do a squat max because I was off a glute injury when you was maxing out squats. But yeah, I'm pretty strong.
3: Now we got to talk a little bit about this, uh, this awesome coach that I had a chance to meet. You just mentioned Coach Danzler. He's with the Extra Mile Club of the Low Country. Uh, that's his baby, that's his umbrella, and there's a lot of you dudes under it, man. Uh, how awesome is it to have a guy like Coach Danza around you and your, your your teammates? And, you know, he has that impact not just in the world of football, man, but what does it mean to you to be a part of the extra mile club of the low country, man? Uh, it means a lot because uh, they're just like a second family to me,
14: if not my one of, part of my first family because uh, I don't really, you know, I look I look to him as a father figure, you know. He just always there, mentoring me, keeping me on a straight path. I love I love him. Second family.
3: Man, I tell you what. Well, he greatly appreciates what you do because he kept telling me. He said, "Rich, I got to get this young man on here, and I got to get him on here quick." I said, "Well, I tell you what, I'm going to give him a whole night on a Sunday night." Of course, uh, you know we appreciate what you do, and this is one of many. I told you this on Saturday when we were in Columbia, and I want you to swing by the booth. Uh, we'll be down there on the field at a table with uh, you'll you'll see our banner and all that stuff. So swing by and say hello to us on that Friday. We look forward to seeing you and your teammates and uh, the guys that you work with over there in the Extra Mile Club. We definitely appreciate you, Darrell, and enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you sooner, and until then, buddy, you stay too. safe. Yes, sir. You too. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So that uh, always a good time to get these young men in here and have them have the opportunity. To, uh, to speak a little bit uh, about what they do and how they do what they do. And, again, Eugene, I'm going to bring you back in here, brother, because, again, you, you talk to these kids and, and you hear just his lingo as far as the football knowledge and, and his verbiage and how he kind of tells everybody he's going to jam them up and how he, he understands, look, he's going to play his role. He's going to do his thing, and he's going to start it off at the beginning. And, again, the proof's in the pudding, right? You and I had already talked about this young man before
4: we even met him. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you can definitely tell he's receiving uh, good training. I'm not sure, you know, if he does any of those seven-on-seven seven teams or who his coaches are, but definitely, you know, the coaches at Buford. You know, and they played some tough-nosed football. I'm sure if he's a, a, a rising senior, or he's probably, you know, he, he probably uh, was there for a year or so or at least in the program with – Coach Holloman before his current staff, and you know, and, and everybody knows Coach Holloman was a tough-nosed guy from his days at South Point, to South Carolina, and even a little bit with the Cowboys. And now his staff comes in, and you know, they got a great staff. They built a you know a heck of a program. They took the lumps to start with, and then you of know, started turning that corner. And then you know, one of the things I can tell from from his training is you know DBs aren't just about you know going and, and covering the receiver and out jumping that guy and picking the ball off, you know. He said one of the things he's great at is just basically muscling guy out of bounds because, you know, that sideline, they step out of that sideline, they can't come back in and touch the ball. So he's actually using the 12th man on defense and just shoving that guy out of bounds because then, you know, that receiver is just taking out a You know, and the quarterback in the basketball, he's got to find some other dude to get the ball to because that receiver's doing And so, you know, there's definitely a developmental uh, thing this guy has learned in his technique. And, uh, you know, it's 5'11, 162, he said. Weight fluctuates a little bit, but 5'11 is a good size for a DB, especially if he's quick and athletic and can jump. And, uh, you know, th- these guys, you know, at that size, they get to the next level. You and I know they get there. They get into the nutrition program, weight program. They're going to put on that weight. You know, you don't want your DBs to get too big, you know, and play outside linebacker. But, uh, you know, he's definitely got some size, and, and I saw his picture. You know, he's definitely got the frame to build on. So, uh, you know, he'll get there with, you know, with some extra pounds and muscle at the next level. Right now, you know, he's playing athletic, and he sounds like he's pretty strong. So, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing him, and he's definitely ready to go compete. Like you said, one thing he likes about camps is not only does he, you know, get to play against guys that he would normally play against, but he's playing against the best guys who show up from inside this state and other states, and he's really looking forward to the challenge. Put his name out there, as he said. Yeah, no doubt
3: about it. Now, I will give him some love here. Uh, The Carolina Eggs group that follows us on social media, the official Twitter of the Carolina Exposure Sports Academy, uh, tweeted out he's a stud. So they already have him on the radar. And, uh, again, you you start to kind of put things in order. Eugene, look and see as you're running the board. Pull in that 843-812 number. Let me know when they're on board with us here. Uh, Of course, that is going to be – this young man that uh, Mr. DePass just said is a father figure to him, and, of course, we had a couple of other dudes who said the same thing, echoed the same thing last week as well, as we've been and joined by Christopher Dansler, Coach Dansler down there in the Beaufort area. He has multiple schools under his uh, umbrella of the Extra Mile Club of the Low Country and does some amazing things with a lot of these kids. And, and for guys like Coach Danzler, who puts these young men in the car, who takes them down the road and, and does it, and does it because he he wants to be a part of seeing these young men be successful. To me, I, I think that's a huge deal. I got a chance to meet him for the first time and uh, on Saturday a week ago in Columbia. We look forward to seeing him in Charlotte on the 31st. But you know, it was one of those relationships that we had started via social media, be it on Twitter. I mean, I don't know how many times I have the opportunity to meet somebody for the first of many times, right? Because of social media, you don't see them and it doesn't render, but then when you get that one-on-one contact, it's a big thing. Uh, Have we had Coach, is he in here with us yet?
9: Yes, sir, I'm on.
3: All right, there. We're going to head and stay right in, uh, I believe, in Buford. Coach Danzer. what's up? Uh, Great job. Daryl the Pass did a great job, and your other two guys from uh, last week, you're training them right, man. These guys are stars on the radio for sure. Well,
9: I I appreciate that, man. I really do. Um, they, They do a lot of public speaking
3: training to profess for stuff like this. Well, i tell you what, Coach, you're continuing to do a lot of things. Now, you have your own organization over there, and I want to talk about that as well, the Extra Mile Club of the Low Country. You got your own webpage. I was looking through that, and you're talking to all these young men, and every one of them, not one of them has their head down. Every one of them has their head up. That's the volumes of you and the respect that you demand right off the rip, Coach. I thought that was impressive, and, again, that's the first impression I got was every one of these young men were looking at, as you were speaking to them, Coach.
9: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, um, what we try to do is um, uh, prepare these young men for these types of moments. They all say they have dreams to, to go play college ball. Um, and one of the things that I've, I've learned from going to a lot of camps is, you know, recruiters are looking for, looking for kids to be coachable. And that's what uh, one of our goals was. And I just kind of uh, go to the camps and see with all the work that they've put in, have put in on and off the field, just to see how they interact with their peers and when coaches uh, approach them. And you know, I learn a lot uh, from the camps because it gives me the opportunity to learn and to see what. Uh, coaches are looking for, and at the same time, come back here and critique it.
3: We're live right now, of course, with Coach Christopher Danzel. He is uh, a mentor. He's a coach. He's a father figure. He's a lot of things to a lot of guys down there in the Lowcountry part, the lowest part of the Lowcountry in Beaufort County and some other counties down there closer to the Georgia line than any of us. So he's, uh, the, uh, I believe, the owner-operator and the head of the team over there with the Extra Mile Club of the Lowcountry, Coach. Uh, first of all, for you to put these young men in the car, and, and we're real big of that here at Southern Sports Central. We try to do what we can to get them where they need to go, to put them where they need to be, and and I saw you do that. Not only did you introduce me to the to the Buford young men that you had with you, but you also had some kids from Well Branch, and I think it was about 12 dudes, and every one of them handshake, eye contact, and open conversation. I'm going to tell you something. That's a hard thing to teach some of these younger kids, man.
9: Yeah, yes, sir, it is. It, it is. Um, most of those those young men that you've gotten to meet I've been with them since eight and nine years old, so they're fourteen or fifteen years old. I think you know has been with us for a long time. some come with different uh issues our our job is to no matter where they came from to teach them how to be young men, so it's like uh, raising boys to men, and it's exciting to see, you know, six years ago where they were
3: and what they're becoming right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. I get a chance to do that here on Southern Sports Center. I get a chance to do it on Friday nights. I watch these little boys grow up to be grown men, and it's somewhere between that freshman year of running on a football field and about October to their senior year, they take off a helmet and they've got beards. They look like grown men all of a sudden. I don't know where the time yeah. comes but, you know, they they... They leave us and we start all over again. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, right, it's definitely, right. it's, it's a bittersweet thing, right, Coach? Uh, what got you involved? I, I got to ask you some of the personal things about your, your company and your organization and your leadership over there, Extra Mile Club of the Low Country. But what got you involved in, and where did this originate from, Coach? In a, about, I think, 12 years ago,
9: I, my son used to uh, play play football. And I used to take him to to the games and, you know, I would be the only father. Me and the uh, another guy, his name is Scott Dennis, uh, we were the ones that initially, you know, put this thing together. And what we saw was is that there were a lot of kids that um, nobody was coming to their practice, nobody was coming to their games. So they started walking up to me and asking me, hey, Mr. Dancer, how did I look? Did I do this right? Uh, do this, did I do this wrong? So more and more as the kids started coming towards me, I, I just think that 12 years ago, God showed me my purpose and mm. I've uh, got about 12 or 13 young men together at the time and told them what I wanted to do. And I allowed them to create the name, the extra mile club. And then I asked them, well, why do you want to, uh, uh, why do you want this group to be that name? Cause they say, well, we want to go the extra mile. And from there on, I'm going the extra mile with them. So um, that's where uh, it all started. And all of those young men uh, at this point has either went off uh, to college and has graduated already, um, and some in the military, and some just just started their own jobs. But we haven't had anyone that has been locked up uh, gotten in trouble, you know. We currently have thirty-something uh, young men and women in college right now, and that
3: much that has already graduated. We're live right now with uh, the coach Danzer, Christopher Danzer. He is the head of operations over there at the Extra Mile Club in the Low Country. He's got guys, and he mentioned girls as well as he gets them from one end to the other end, and he is doing it in fashion. And you said this, and the first thing that came to mind is. You know, God kind of told you, you know, uh, your purpose. And I always say if you ever want to, you know, get an interesting situation, tell God your plan and he'll show you your purpose. And here we are. I'm doing radio and you're doing that mentor thing over there. And we all have the same goal. We're just working together to get it accomplished. And I do appreciate what you and your team are doing day in and day out, that character when no one else is watching. And you're loving on it, man. You see some of these kids, Coach, and I know I I fortunately but unfortunately, it's kind of a a double-edged sword here. We see these kids. in in a way that some may not see them. You know, we see them at their hardest times when they reach out to us and say, you know, I just sometimes just need to talk. Tell us a little bit about that, some of the hard times that you go through. And as you kind of look at it, football is just part of the connection, but the actual purpose is to get through these young men and women and help them through their personal trials and tribulations, Coach.
9: Yes, sir. Um, What we – we we have several components in our – in our organization We have uh, I started A youth football program About six years ago We called it Extra Mile Tigers We started with The AAU Football League And what we did was Is we Try to ke- catch the, the kids at a younger age so we can develop them To prepare them To go in our next phase Which is called The Elite 25 That Elite 25 Is basically Young men That are dedicated And committed To going to college they have to have at least a 3.0 GPA, 3.0 GPA or better. And what we do is our kids go to camps, combines. Uh, we have uh, um, public speaking classes. We have a reading coach for the kids. Um, we check up on them uh, during the school year. I train them throughout the summer. And you always would have a few kids that you want to talk to you. And you have to be prepared to um, treat them like like they're your own. Him or his mom wouldn't mind me saying this, but he was one of those kids that if we didn't, he probably wouldn't be in the position that he's in now. But he's a smart young man. Uh, He's a physical young man, loved the sport, trains hard, maintains a 3.8 GPA or better. And We have so many stories like that, but we never tried to to discourage a kid. Um, Our goal is to help prepare them and and always encourage them because our success has been great. Still got a lot of work to do, but I really really want to take one quick moment that it's it's not me alone that's doing this. Um, My beautiful wife, Ganelle Dancer, she's the Backbone of this whole thing When it comes to getting out there And communicating Selling our story I'm just the guy that The the iron fist is is keeping the kids On track But She's the brain um, And once she came on board uh, With this thing It just made it smooth We have several uh, people That that coaches the, The young men for the youth football league The cheerleaders all of this stuff is people out there that volunteer and are giving their time and love kids the way we do. So shout out to the EMC uh, Village because without them, I wouldn't be on the phone talking to you
3: about our organization right now. Well, Coach, I can tell you on behalf of all of us, not only here at Southern Sports Central, but all of us in the world of sports, whether it be the radio, the TV, the coaching, the families, you name it, we appreciate you. We appreciate your wife, of course, and uh, the great shout-out, man. That right there might have kept you off the couch tonight for sure, Coach. But uh, (laughs) I I can tell you, (laughs) they always say the favor comes through the ladies and the physical comes through the man. That's why we make that nice one-two punch and, uh, again, Uh, Let her know that we appreciate her work and and all that she has done and continues to do, and all of your guys and girls, because it takes a village, right? We've heard that. We believe that. And we see when it doesn't happen what happens. Of course, we also see what happens when it does work together. So on behalf of all of us, to you guys, thank you so much. Before I get you out of here, Coach, if there's a young man or a young woman that wants to get a hold of you and be a part of what you're doing down there at Buford, how far do you reach out, by the way? Give us that information as well.
9: Well, we're located here in Beaufort, South Carolina, Um, so anybody can reach out to us if they're willing to to take the drive. Um, But our phone number is 843-812-6. That's how you can reach Ganelle. She's the admin part. If you want to reach out to me, it's 843-812-3904. Okay. always, God bless you. We, yeah, we have we have our good. website. We have our website as well. It's www.TheExtraMileClub.org. Everything you need to know about us is right there.
3: And we're gonna do our favors, uh do our do our thoughts here and we're also gonna tweet that out. We'll put it on social media, we'll put it out on Facebook and social media we're on Twitter. Coach, uh, again, we'll look forward to seeing you and your group here. On the 31st, I know you and I are actually going to have a conversation here first thing tomorrow morning about a few other guys coming in from Well Branch. And, uh, hey, if you got some of the ladies doing some big things in the world of sports or just whatever, if you want to give us an airtime coach, we'll make time for them. So anything we can do, let us know. But God bless you, your family. Stay safe. And uh, we'll catch up soon, Coach. Thank you so much for your time tonight.
9: And thank you, man. I appreciate you. It was God sent for us to be able to meet you. I look forward to doing a lot of work with you in the
3: future. Hey, it's our pleasure. Thank you for letting us be a part of what you do down there, Coach. Good luck. Thank you.
8: Yes, sir, ladies
3: and gentlemen. There you go. We will pull the bus back up to the low country side of Somersville as we just, of course, visited that Buford area. And we're becoming uh, quite quaint with this little town down there in Buford, South Carolina. Guys, if you've never been down there, they've got, a, I believe, a lighthouse that you can go in. They've got that waterfront that's amazing. They've got some five-star football players. And they got this guy, Coach Danzer, and he is loving on those kids doing some great things with the Extra Mile Club. Him and Miss Ansler are uh, just continuing to uh, mold young men and women and get them ready for the next chapter in life. we got a quick break. When we come back, we'll recap all these interviews, and Eugene and I will talk to you for the next few minutes. If you want to get in here for the rest of the show, maybe there's something you want to talk about. Maybe there's something you want to get off your chest because there's just a lot going on. And everybody said, Rich, man, there's no sports. But thanks to COVID-19 and a few other things, man, we got a lot to cover and only three hours, three days a week to do it. So come on in, call in. Here's the number, 1-323-784-9681. Again, here's the number to call in, 1-323-784-9681. I'll get Eugene to put that out there on the world of Twitter, at Central. and we're going to take a quick break and come back. A little summertime music for you going in for our final break, guys. And we do, again, want to thank everybody who's joined us here tonight, and we look forward to continuing our drive around the low Country and around the state, and even around the country, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Blog Talk Radio, guys.
5: Bum, bum.
3: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Young here live from the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios in Somerville, South Carolina. A Sunday night show here on Southern Sports Central alongside you. Gene Benton, of course, did some great work yesterday. He was in Tennessee yesterday. He's back home or at least in Studio B down there in North Charleston right now doing all the things on our social media, also Sports Central on Twitter, and it's Southern Sports Central on Twitter. Work. He has his work over there cut out for him, and he's kicking the success with the uh, Kicking Academy over there. And, uh, again, great work, Eugene, for you and your guys, and a lot of great visits here tonight from so many. We started off with Kevin Belladue from Life 5 Sports over there with CBS Connection to the sports world, of course, here at Southern Sports Central. Then to Goose Creek we went to, of course, Mr. Miles Taylor, the wide receiver is heading over to Coastal this time next year, but he's going to finish his senior year hopefully over at Goose Creek the class of 2021 receiver. Then Hayden Vasquez, quarterback guy. He's got a few offers, but he's over there, of course, doing some big things with the Sumter guy, Sumter Gamecocks. He's 6'1", 205 pounds. He came in around 730. And then all of a sudden comes this quarterback coach. That's right, Mr. Ramon Robinson, the coach, the founder of the Elite Position and Training with EBT and Pre-Elite Quarterback Academy. He'll be over at this showcase on the 31st of the Carolina Exposure in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll all be there uh, waiting on you guys to show up. Come on, stop by, say hello to us. As uh, We're looking forward to uh, being at another experience. It's now two weekends in a row that Southern Sports Central has been at a showcase camp, and this will be uh, camp number three for us and camp number four. By the way, if you're listening and you want to hit another camp before season starts, we will be at the Infinity Football Camp in Atlanta. That's going to be the 8th and the 9th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday in August. Uh, we'll tweet that information out as well. Then at 8 o'clock, we head back down to Buford where we talked with Darrell the Pass, the defensive back, class of 2023, did a great job. I love the fact that this young man was the youngest one coming in tonight, but he spoke clear. He did well. He spoke like he's been here before. He's done it before. And you can tell by uh, Coach Danzler who joined us right after that, part of that extra mile club of the Low Country, who's not only teaching them to be great football players on the field, he's teaching them how to be grown men off the field. And, again, Eugene, you can see all of that. And after talking to uh, Coach Dantzler, it's pretty
4: easy to see how good these guys are. Yeah, no doubt, Rich. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, running the boards and things like that, and I'm enjoying this uh, social media traffic. Ever since uh, Mr. Vasquez was on and and some of these other athletes, you know, I'm seeing comments from – uh coaches and uh some of the guys they train with around the around the state you no know, commenting, you know this guy's a bull and this guy is is amazing and you know and even uh the two quarterback uh tr- uh i hate to wor- use the word trainer now after what mr robinson corrected us on that but um you know i don't know if this is a reply to uh or building off mr vasquez but in carolina exposure but uh fcs nation radio which covers uh schools like the Citadel and apparently has a big uh, Citadel fan club here, uh, retweeted the uh, Carolina exposure of Ramon Robinson thing after Mr. Vasquez. And the comment says, show me the fellow who's tough enough to run the triple option from under center and can throw it when the other guys are not expecting it. That fellow can come to the Charleston and QB at Citadel football and with the Gamecock football and Georgia Tech football on a regular basis, fire those cannons, baby. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, uh, so It's been some uh, pretty good, pretty interesting traffic and comments, you know, from uh, all these athletes that we featured tonight are, are top-notch guys, and obviously have some uh, budding fan clubs out there from from coaches and, and trainers and, uh, you know, specific coaches, you know, who, who train them on their skill positions and whatnot, but uh, it's been a great show, man, we've had great athletes, and then, you know, phoned uh, up with Mr. Dancer and his organization, what he does, you know, similar to some of the stuff that we believe in, and that's you know, a coach can coach them the uh, the athletic skill and give them that, you know, and then they have to train on their own, and part of it's up to them and their love of the game and commitment to it. And then, you know, the other aspect is, you know, teaching these uh, these young folks how to do an interview because, you know, when they go to the next level, when they go on that recruiting visit, it's an interview. Everything they say, somebody's going to pay attention to. What they put on social media, somebody's going to pay attention to, and recruiters are suitors, you know, and it's a job interview. And so, uh, you know, it's amazing what he does to get these guys up. You know, one of the things he says, we teach them how to talk. We teach them how to answer questions and be part of an interview. We focus on keeping their head up, keeping their chin up, eyes forward, you know, making that contact. You know, it's kind of that maturity uh, instruction and and how to handle and conduct themselves and conduct business. Because that's what it is. It's a business interview. Like I said, you got to get those suitors. Suitors are recruiters. Recruiters are suitors. And they're just trying to decide, you know, which of these folks I want to offer a scholarship to or give an opportunity to, to come into our school and be a part of our program so you know if something makes the guy stick out you know i was a big believer in that now you know i know he's no longer with the south carolina program but that was one thing that coach dillman the former strength coach used to believe in there at uh university of south carolina i took a group of linemen up one time and one of uh the d line i took up had a great great camp and uh coach dillman walks over and meets him and You know, the big young man stuck out his big paw, and he grabbed Dillman's hand in a firm handshake, looked him dead in his eyes, and he said, yes, sir, thank you for having me. I mean, I just remember Coach Dillman lightened up the camp with, like, yeah, this is how you shake a man's hand. Y'all need to come look at this guy do this. You know, this is how, if you're trying to come here and you want to be a part of this, this lets me know you're locked in, that you have pride in your craft, and you're willing to, you know, be respectful, look a man in his eyes and say, you know what? I'm here to play for you. And it it was just such a big deal. And, and, you know, it's kind of, they call it the soft skills, even though, you know, some of them say, you know, there's really nothing soft about how firm you shake a hand and and, and look at uh, someone in their eyes. But that's typically what they call it. It's the, you know, the body language and how you conduct yourself. And, you know, it's a heck of a thing that that Mr. Dancer is doing. And like you said, big shout out to his wife. She's the brains of the operation and, and does all the mechanics and operations of it. And, You know he goes out and uh does what he can to mentor those folks so you know the you know we say every week we got five star guests and this is definitely this is a five and a half star lineup you know it's just some great athletes and you know great coaches out there and uh people doing great things for these for these uh young folks to get them you know the best opportunity whether it's you know playing college ball the next level going to college or just becoming you know productive adults in in society and Oh, you know, it it was a great opportunity to to get out there and be a part of this. You know, and I had definitely um the love for you know that, that you and, and some of the guests and I know Kevin uh brought up some of the stuff I was doing and while we were on air I got to talk with another uh news reporter who's actually interested in one of the uh young guys I train. He wants to come out and do a segment on them tomorrow after a big uh showcase up in Tennessee and you now I told the young buck, I said, man, I know you're tired. I know it's been a long week from travel and kicking everything else, and normally I wouldn't necessarily agree with it because of this kick count. But I said, you know, you know, this is a chance for you to showcase. And just the same thing Mr. Robinson said, you've got to be ready when your number is called. And I thought about that just a few minutes ago when I texted back to him and his father and I said, normally I wouldn't agree to this because of the, all the work you've done, but – you know, just the same thing Mr. Robinson said, and I'll say that I learned something from Coach Robinson tonight. When you prepare these athletes, they got to be prepared when their number's called. The young man's number was called. You know, he had an opportunity. He has an opportunity tomorrow to showcase his skills and, and uh, maybe get, you know, who knows? Who knows watching? Who knows? You don't know who's listening and uh, who may be interested in it. It might, you know, produce a bigger opportunity for him down the road. So I told him, we're going to get you ready. We're going to do some things tonight and we're going to do some things tomorrow. We'll get you ready to roll because your number was called. And, you know, big shout out to Coach Robinson, if you're still listening, man. Thank you for uh, giving me that advice uh, as a coach. Yeah, there's a lot of good things happening. And
3: that's the key. That's the key. We are all really, at the end of the day, if it's about the kids, then we're all doing it for the right reason, but we're all doing it for the same reason. Let's underline that word, the same reason. So if there's a guy that does what you do, you know what? Work with the guy. You know, I, you, you heard it here. When Bobby Harden wasn't on the radio, who's a local broadcast guy down here in Charleston who does a great show in the afternoons here in the Lowcountry, I reached out to him via social media live and said, look, Bobby, come on down. We'll call it Bobby Out of Bounds. We don't have to call it the Bobby Harden Show. Come do your thing, man. I'll make room for you. I'll move around so that you can get in here and do your thing. That's the goal. That, that's what we're supposed to do. And if there's a guy that trains, like for Eugene, who does a great job kicking, but if there's another kicking coach, and there are other kicking coaches, you guys work together. And Eugene and I have actually worked together with a guy at Somerville. There's other guys around the state that he's worked with as well. But we've all been put up together an opportunity to raise money, and COVID jumped in, right? We were going to do a kicking competition to raise some money. So that's the goal. If, if we're all in it together, let's act like it. Not just when we're in front of a camera. Let's act like it when we're not in front of a microphone or a camera. Let's, let's do it the right way. So uh, doing it the right way. Let's talk about that Tuesday night. We will be doing it the right way at the Shipyard Park. Southern Sports Central is proud to present the 2020 class. That's right, 2020 class, who will come back and get it one more shot. I think we're up to about four or five high schools. We're trying to get it all put together because the timing, again, these kids are starting to fall back into their – Their systems are going to college and doing this, that, and the other. So we're trying to get everything, but we feel pretty good that we're going to have a pretty stout group of men ready to slap the ball, hopefully across the fence. I know uh, at least four or five high schools have already said they're in. They're going to come over. They're going to give it a shot. It'll be about two and a half hours. It'll be broadcasted live right here on Southern Sports Central. Both Eugene and I will be on the field. We're going to do something a little different. uh, where We'll uh, kind of interview – different guys. We'll have some different things, a little bit different than what you saw if you were at the Somerville one or if you listened to us live that day as well. They've got some big heavy hitters, and hopefully some of the guys that were in that competition are going to ride over to, of course, the shipyard to be a part of this as well. Now, go ahead and tell you, if you're visiting and you're going to come watch, there is a cover charge, and the reason that there's a gate charge is because it's to cover the insurance and the things that Southern Sports Central had to put together, Okay. None of this money goes back into our pocket. Everything's going to cover to it gets to that bottom line. Once that bottom line is covered, every dollar, every penny, every ounce is going to go into a charity that Eugene and I have talked about. This is going to go into, Eugene, if I'm not mistaken, I'll let you correct me, but this is a, 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 an organization that Eugene is very familiar with that we are going to give this extra money, any money, to them, and it goes to buying equipment for kids who do not have the funds to get it. Again, we are not here to make money, but we were presented an opportunity with a little bit of a challenge. We stepped out. We got what we needed to on the insurance policy so that we got these young men covered. We also are going to ask that you bring a, a a mask to be prepared to today socially distance. We have the guys and girls ready to check the temperature at the gate. Bring a little extra money because I believe they're going to open up the concession stand. And uh, again, this is going to be a great event. It's going to be a Tuesday night coming up this week. We'll be in-house over the shipyard, but I'm expecting a good crowd, and if nothing else, we're going to have some fun and make one final memory for these seniors,
4: Eugene. Yeah, no doubt, and you, you mentioned the charity. It's a, something that's real close to my heart. to the Sergio 19 Foundation. I'm going to get the money over to um, Sergio's parents. He was a, a kicker that uh, played for me at Oceanside. He was lost too early to a tragic heart incident uh, at 15 years old, and uh, he was a super talented kid who could – and they and sophomore year, he kicked the ball 82 yards. And it's just a, such a tragic situation. But we're going to turn that, you know, if, if we're able to cover the cost of, like you said, insurance. You know, COVID threw us some, threw us a loop, you know. But we were able to secure a great facility. And those guys discounted the rate for us. You know, they have to cover the electricity and, and a couple people to help us with security and closing and locking up the building and stuff like that. But, you know, no, like you said, nobody's trying to make any money. We just want to cover the insurance and stuff like that and then uh, any money extra raised is going to go help buy equipment for uh, children that just want to play sports and maybe just don't have that extra money laying around for equipment, and uh, we'll get them, you know, any extra funds so that they can uh, put it in the foundation and provide that equipment for those youth, And because uh, that's what we are about, you know, whether it's high school, little league, whatever, college, it doesn't matter, man. We're just out here trying to promote athletes, get them, uh, get them you know, to high school, you know, get them the best experience they can have. Whether it be that just right. be their high school career or getting to the next level, but looking forward to it. Looking forward to Tuesday night. You know, like I said, I know we got some schools. Uh, if anybody's listening, we got Oceanside and Wando and Bishop England, uh, Berkeley. Uh, we're in talks with uh, West Ashley. They're trying to get some guys over um, around a, a James like Island. Has to been, to James Island. Go!
3: Us. You can add James Island to that book as well,
4: Eugene. James Island is in the list. Yep, I, we, I did talk to one of their coaches. So uh, you know, we're gonna have some smashers out there, and it's a big.
0: Beautiful park.
4: Hopefully we'll have a couple balls laying in the Wando. That'll be pretty exciting. So uh, looking forward to Tuesday night, man. Should
3: be a lot of fun here as we, of course, uh, also want to mention this. As you know, we do a lot for our athletes, but we do the same amount as we can for these coaches. One of our coaches close to the uh, to their umbrella here at Southern Sports Central is a, a coach that's been dealing with now for three years. Uh, is a coach over at Fort Dorchester. Coach Skip Parker was diagnosed with stage I believe, by cancer, if I'm not mistaken, with colon cancer. Uh, the future is still unknown. While i remain hopeful for the coach's recovery, still needs a little bit of help and support here. They have gone and created a Coach a coach Skip Strong organization by Ashley Krizos, uh, and they have a GoFundMe. Now, what we have done was we have attached that to all of our social media. He is a, a Fort Worth Chester coach who does a lot for not only Fort Worth Chester he also does a lot for the community around Fort Orchester. He's a well-known uh, five-star guy, way before he hits any sports arena. He actually goes to the same church as me as well over a cathedral, and I want to do anything I can uh, for any coach uh, in the community because I know how much energy and effort and, and things that they do give because, uh, quite frankly, you know, it, without them, these young athletes, do not they don't get half the stuff they get, the time that they give them, the efforts they give them, the attitude they even give them. There's a lot. It goes into it. And I do want to say thank you so much for all that they do. Because again, they do a lot of stuff when nobody else is watching. We talked about character, and, and they have just that. They've got that character. So uh, I want to thank them uh, for what they do. But if you would please go to our social media website, go to our areas where you can be a part of this GoFundMe. And uh, again, let's go help those who help us, right? This is what it takes, um, you know, a village to, to take care of business. Again, I can speak on behalf of uh, Coach Skip, who, uh, you know, he's one of the most humblest men I've ever talked to, and I enjoy the Sunday mornings of getting to church early. And, of course, with COVID-19, he's, you know, there's a lot of coaches. If you, you see the cancer has not treated a lot of these guys, you know, very well. They're not able to get out and about like they usually are. They're not able to go out and get some of the attention that they're normally getting because of their immune systems could be compromised. And, again, you, we, we've lost a few along the way, guys, but if we could do everything we can to uh, help a coach who helps our kids all the time and any time, it would be greatly appreciated. Again, our thoughts and prayers to Coach Skip, who uh, continues to battle uh, his cancer. And, again, we will continue to keep him and his family in our prayers. Eugene, again, another great show tonight. I am glad that uh, all of your guys uh, that you train, not just at Oceanside, but all across the Carolina, not only did they go and do a smash up job, but from what I hear from some reports that I've gotten back, that they were five-star dudes at the hotel, in the in the restaurants. They they weren't goofing around, and they really handled themselves like grown men. And, guys, let me tell you something. You can be the greatest athlete of all time on the football field, but be a turd in the street, it's going to affect you. And for you guys that went to Tennessee this past weekend, I've heard nothing but great stories and, and great memories. I've seen some good pictures. And for that, Eugene, I appreciate you teaching them that. And for the parents who, uh, of course, play a major role in that as well, thank you guys for teaching these young boys how to be grown men. Eugene, great job, buddy.
4: And I appreciate it, man. And no doubt, man, the parents are super supportive. You know, the young men that I work with, you know, we, we do have those talks. We have those talks all the time about social media, about how you, you know, grades. You know, we I talked to one who's a superstar on the way up there. You know, his dad's driving. and I said, you know what? You need to have your laptop with you. You, you got some assignments to do in your summer class. You know, I, there's no point in getting behind when you're sitting in the car for four hours. You can get that laptop. Dad's driving. You can get to work, you know, and, and, I reach out to my kids all the time, and I say, you know what, you can, you can kick 60-yard field goals, but if you don't have those grades, no school can talk to you. you know, so you, know, you can be those athlete that sits around and looks at the yearbook five years from now and say, well, I should have done this or I should have done that. Well, here's your opportunity to not look back and say I should have done. Here's the chance to go do it. And you're right, man. I mean, there's no issues in a hotel, in a restaurant, on the field everybody's respectful and you know just like uh, you're talking about with the coaches I do um, work with the guys with the national goals you know those those guys are the experts those guys are the ones that you know they not only work with high school kids they work with college kids they work with NFL kickers and I've had the pleasure of learning myself from these guys you know we have coach Anthony Guglielmo on the on the show a few times and I know he and his wife follow the show and and follow the kids and things like that and you know, and then I've had the chance to work with another guy that I talked to yesterday, and um, you know, he he actually consults special teams with uh, Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Devra, De- uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the um, Miami Dolphins, and you know, he also gives input, and all the guys are always glued to these guys. And then we had an impromptu uh, interview with the um, uh, kicker who just graduated from Notre Dame, the Notre Dame, and uh, he kind of had a few minutes and he talked to a rising freshman that I train and told him about the academic side and what to expect at the next level and you know always you know welcome you know Elliot Fry trains with us sometimes and and Parker White and those guys and you know they're always talking to him about getting in the weight room making sure your grades are right because again if you don't have the grades you can kick the ball a mile but nobody can talk to you you can't even take a visit unless you have qualifying scores and grades so If you want that experience, and, you know, we've actually heard from someone from the University of Alabama. The thing is, you know, get your Twitter, get your whatever handled, make sure it's clean, make sure it's straight, make sure your email address isn't something, make sure it's something somebody can find you because all that stuff's important. So we do focus on kicking and putting the ball through the uprights and all that stuff, but we also focus on the grades and and being a respectful uh, person as well. Well, Eugene, again,
3: man, it's been a solid show. That'll wrap it up here tonight. Stay safe. Enjoy the break, man. I tell you what, man, I know you're glad to be back over there in North Charleston. Uh, For all of us here at Southern Sports Central, don't forget, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, we'll kick off the air over at the Shipyard Park. It'll be a little different show. We'll be giving you all the ins and outs of the home runs, and who knows who joins me uh, on the air as well. Of course, uh, we're going to do it a little different. I'll be on the field along with Eugene, so we'll be kind of doing a... Uh, that one-two punch. It'll be a lot of fun, though. We're going to have fun and making some memories along the way. I do want to thank all of our guests, Kevin Bilodeau, Mel Taylor, Hayden Vasquez, Daryl DePas, Coach Danzler, and, of course, Coach Robinson. They all joined us here tonight on Southern Sports Central. Of course, all of our sponsors with the Factory Sports and Fitness Training Studios, the Temp Farm, Somerville Signs, and Gurns Pharmacy. Again, without them, well, all of this is almost impossible, guys. So until next time, that'll be Tuesday night. we we'll say so long, farewell, stay safe. And we'll see you again right here, Tuesday night at 6 p.m., guys. Stay safe.
2: Here it is, the crew slightly transformed, just a bit of a break from the norm. Turn around and see what you beeping at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. And with a penny pad, I compose this rhyme to hit you up and to get you equipped for the summertime.